0: Well, boys,
1: Merry Christmas,
0: Merry Christmas, Yes, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I've got, uh, I've got your Christmas presents right here. Okay. And, uh, you're just going to have to take them from me and then we will use the magic of Foley to make it sound like you are opening these gifts.
2: Okay. 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 So I'm going to take this present. What could it possibly be? Oh, wow. I I don't don't know. Oh! Oh! I'm it's opening it. Holy
3: oh, oh! here We go! Yeah. Wow! There's so much plastic. Oh yeah! Oh. oh! There's layers of layers of paper. Okay, I ripped it off. It's
2: gone. Okay. It's okay. Wow! Wow! wow. Okay. It's
3: a little Goku. It's a, it's
2: a small Goku. <laughs> Last year you gave us a small Goku. This yeah. is a slightly larger Goku. Just a little
3: bit larger. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit larger. I noticed that Brian's has a base and mine uh, can't fully stand up. Okay, mine? so here's the thing. I tried to get you, you buy, buy guys, these used, don't oh,
0: you? Know, yes. yes, these yes. are <laughs> these I buy used, them used it, I buy them used at Book Off. These uh, are used <laughs> Gokus. <laughs> oh, that would explain it. Oh
3: wait, no shit. Mine is a magnet yeah. in so, the ass. So, so, what? Yeah. Okay, so
0: here's the thing. I wanted to because last year I was able to get Whoa. both of you the same <laughs> Goku. Yeah. Yeah. This year I could not find two of the same Goku in a size that was slightly larger than last year's Gokus. Okay. Right. And so, Brian, your Goku is one that can stand up on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it,
2: it's also in two halves for s-
0: Yeah, I don't some know reason. why. I, maybe like it's a swappable Goku. Oh, like um, different poses maybe. You can you can separate the top of the Goku from the bottom of the Goku yeah. or I guess if you just want to keep it together, you could just put a little super glue in there and it would stay in place. Sure, yeah. Um, mine spins. So, do you guys want to just sort of describe your Gokus uh now that you've opened well, them up? For the, mine mine someone inexplicably
2: has transparent like pink red hair. Mhm. Right. I've never seen a Goku do this. Uh, <laughs> this actually means that that my Goku is in distress. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You, they, they only, only do very cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They only do this when they're in extreme they're in yeah, distress. But he's this is an adult
2: Goku. He's very dehydrated. You can see from his muscle tone. Mm, right. Uh, a lot of veins, and and he he has just shot. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has he has just, he shot. Has
2: just shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, my
3: my goku uh you can uh he's a, again an adult uh, goku i would say yeah. in a um in an extreme lunge yeah and uh yeah. you can actually turn him around you can manipulate all of his stuff it uh, you can't actually uh make him look like he's in a greek tragedy <laughs> and that he's he's raising his arms to the sky and cursing zeus and he has a little magnet in the butt so i can stick him yeah. on my fridge
0: yeah and uh. this is i you know i i figure brian you can take that Goku and place it right next to the Goku you currently have. Yep, and AJ, I sure will. You can take that Goku, put them up on your fridge, whatever it is that you want.
3: Yeah. Or I could put them inside me and get a little
0: fuller. Welcome to the worst <laughs> of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that gets fuller every year. Oh boy. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. I'm the worst of all possible AJ's. And
2: I'm getting so full. Oh, I'm the <laughs> worst now, of all possible Brian's. We're fucking back <laughs> boys. um Turgeon. And this is a possibly unedited episode. We'll yeah. see how it goes.
0: Yeah we wanted to give ourselves like I, we, we, we try we, to do this around Christmas. Yeah, right? You know yeah. make the labor a little lighter on us. Yeah. Observe the holiday season by actually taking a holiday for ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. one very easy way for us to do an episode that we can easily put together off the top of our heads without a great deal of editing is of course to do Wits Endless Summer. Yes, so I hope
2: you enjoy Adventures in Odyssey now with extra sirens. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to open my Coke can now. Alright. right, There we We go. go. There we go. That's also the police coming for
1: us. (laughs) For doing
2: doing another year of Wits Endless Summer. One of the police cars just has a Coke can Mm. opening sound that it plays on a repeat loop.
3: Don't stand. Don't stand so. Don't stand so. Oh my god, right. they're here. Oh my god, <laughs> they're already here, Brian.
2: Yeah. yeah. So,
3: yeah, I mean, look, it, this
0: this is going to be our last episode that we are recording pretty much this year. Um, and I I just wanted to start by saying uh mm. this has been a really nice okay. year. I, I'm I'm just gonna do an irony-free thing right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, fully free of irony and just AJ say. AJ tried to ruin it. That's yeah, like he did. did. I did try I to ruin he it. He did. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, be uh, sappy and sentimental for a moment. okay. And okay. just say that. Um, I like when you're sappy. Yeah, uh, this is a gift that I'm giving you—the gift of words, as well as the gift of Goku's. Oh. Um, no, it's been it's been a really great year. Um, you know, we've done a lot of really cool shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the show has grown. We've gotten a lot of listeners. Those of you listening right now obviously are among them and we appreciate all of you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been really exciting to do this show together with you guys, continue to watch it grow and, uh, make something cool together. So it feels, it feels like a good thing for us to be doing right now during the holiday season, which sometimes is also the arguing season.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, it's really lovely to
3: see that the podcast continues to grow every year. Just as our Gokus continue to grow. Yeah. And I'm beginning to think that maybe it is actually our patrons that are filling Goku's tum It might be. Mm. It
0: might be. <laughs> uh, if, if you have uh, helped to fill a Goku in the past, sound off in the comments and let us know mm-hmm. what you think. And send us the, And send us the links, I don't yeah. know, to that fan art. And don't argue. Because remember, this is the start of the
3: holiday season, not the arguing season. That's yes, true. That's yeah. a really good yeah. point. True words never spoken. <laughs> hey, wait! What 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 episodes are we even doing today? Well, what, what are what are the holiday classics so that
2: we're, we're <laughs> covering? So we're going back in time. Remember how I said Wit's Whit, not coming back. Wit's no. dead. Hal Smith is gone. Yeah, we we brought Wit back.
0: We brought Wit back. back, dude. One I, final
2: I, one final time with the Hal Smith Wit. I swear to God, this time I really mean it.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Uh, in a I, and, and we of course will be covering that in the second half of today's episode. The episode that does in fact include Wit he what and uh, i will say yeah that was a little bit of a jump scare for me uh hearing yeah, that shit yeah. again um we're doing our best i felt like aj in that moment i was scared. Oh, sure yeah i
2: actually i actually felt very much the same way Josh, <laughs> you, you also felt like aj <laughs> i also it's rare it's very very rare these days uh but yeah no i i hearing hal smith again i was just like oh, at first I was like, oh, he's alive. And then I went, oh, he's alive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, rem- I remember just like how immediately he jumps into manipulating people. Right. Especially oh, in those yeah, He's a episodes. real jerk yeah, in, a... in that trilogy. Yeah, but,
3: but thankfully, we're not there yet. No. Because no.
2: we're not going to the imagination station. We are firmly walling off your imagination. That's right. Mm-hmm. Marshall and Younger,
0: Marshall Younger has a way of doing that, doesn't he, as a writer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, because the first episode that we are recapping for this week's Wits Endless Summer, which, in case you're new here, is a series in which we review episodes of the children's radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, produced by Focus on the Family. Yes. Uh, we're listening here to episode 289, A Call yeah. for Reverend Jimmy. Uh, which I think this title, my
2: guess, is that it's sort of a loose reference to Two Mules for Sister Sarah. Mm. That's what I think was bouncing around in Marshall Younger's head.
3: Wait a minute. Whoa. That is so many more words than yeah. what is
2: given here. That's, no, it's that's about the same number of words. I'm not familiar with. What, what is that? A call for Reverend Jimmy. Five words. Yeah. Two mules for Sister Sarah. Oh, also okay. Also, five I guess, words. But I mean, they're just not similar enough for no, me if it's but an actual charity. You know, it's still like uh, a mount. <laughs> I see noun. Yeah, Brian is Four. fisting something. <laughs> he, he, he's he's uh, illustrating this by fisting his own uh, hand. Religious position name, right? So we've got this the basic structure there of the classic Sidney Poitier mm. film,
0: right. Where he AJ, builds you're, her you're, a damn chapel. Uh, are you not down, Aj? No, I am down. I've just okay. does, it, does, it, does this follow the same plot? Is that is that? Movie? No, it doesn't it.
2: follow that plot. I just mm-hmm. I, this is just a contention that I hold in my
0: heart, guys, guys, oh, guys. See. Yeah, this is the start of the holiday season. I don't... This is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing season. <laughs> I didn't think we were
2: arguing. I thought we were having a spirited discussion. Well, now you're still arguing, to which I say. <laughs> this is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing season. <laughs> oh, this really is the Whitaker of my discontent. <laughs> God damn it! We are so fucking back. It is wits endless Christmas, oh, Lord. And so we, uh, so we've gone a little bit f- back in time, but this is we're still in kind of the same place as uh, Donna as Preacher's kid, yes. right? Um, yeah.
0: Episode two eighty nine places us in originally when it was aired November 19 of nineteen ninety four, and yeah. as I mentioned a moment ago, this is a Marshall Younger episode. Yeah,
2: so this is eleven episodes before. Preacher's Kid, which is essentially the last Barclays episode where they're like regularly recurring. We will, of course, get two two parters with the whole Barkley family going forward. But they are essentially not in Odyssey anymore. Right. I, Do they ever make like a huge comeback or are they? No, pretty much. No, uh, you will. You will occasionally after, after the two two parters that are a couple years apart um, you will get a, a a couple of little appearances from Jimmy Barkley, sure, and I think there's a couple of appearances of George and Mary that happen much much later and
0: donna can go fuck herself i guess i don't know <laughs> so just to pull us back sort of to where we stand yeah. right now if you are just getting caught up with us for the first time here the barkley family at this point in adventures and odyssey is sort of our everyman family right yeah we've got father george uh, uh-huh. who has as of late become a pastor before that he was a salary man and then yeah. he found the call uh, we... <laughs> he was a japanese salary man that's right
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many public
3: apologies uh
0: and he is married to a woman named Mary. Mary Barkley. Mary Barkley, uh, she doesn't really do much. She just kind of hangs around the no, house. they
2: never really give her anything to do. Yeah, no, no. She makes the mom from A Christmas Story look yeah. like Hamlet. But, to be fair, no one ever does anything. Right. In Odyssey, yeah, unless true. they're a spy. What is this, Gilead Lane? A- I- I- the, th- the thing is that Chris will occasionally at the end of these particular episodes, be like,
3: wow, that was crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Was it? So, They're
2: like, this is not a winner, Chris. You got to gas it up at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: Mary uh, has recently learned of a surprise pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, she is, you know, a bit older than you would usually expect, but yeah. she got pregnant. And George so... is the
3: father. We want to be very clear. <laughs> yes. George well, is the well, father.
2: Well, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 well, and so this means that her two teenage children, right. Jimmy and Dot, Wait a second. Mm. Jimmy. Mm. Donna. Mm. Mary. Mary. Mm. George. Mm. George. Mm. Mm.
0: No. No, it, no that's not I anything. I don't know. That's not mm. anything don't know. No. No. So
2: so they're gonna have a, a
0: new younger sibling. Right. And uh, Jimmy and Donna I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm so furious I didn't get that.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Josh, sure, if you, you can sure. keep going. Yeah. yeah, so Jimmy and Donna then, yes, they're teenagers. They're starting to sort of come into their hormones in an aggressive way. we we'll remember that. I wouldn't have phrased, it, would like have phrased it like that. I would not have phrased it like that either. That's <laughs>
2: okay. I'm not going to argue with you. This
4: is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing
0: season. Because remember there was the episode where uh, Jimmy started to have his voice change and, you know, was experiencing mm-hmm. puberty. Which we, was
4: the
2: first time that they were playing. Planning on writing out Dave Griffin, the mm-hmm. actor, because his voice had changed and he was not valuable to them anymore. And
0: then, similarly, Donna's adventures in adolescence have largely involved, you know, clothes, clothes, and boys. you know, she stri- clothes and boys, dressing yep. like a slut um, and burning down a house, and burning down and house, a house, literally yeah. burning down the house. Um, so just
2: girly things. This
0: is this is where we are. And uh, into this situation, then we see George Barkley, uh, who is the the the, the paterfamilias. Uh, and uh, Lawrence, who is Jimmy's friend, is out here clowning on him at the beginning of this episode by yeah. switching around the letters at the church that, that George preaches at.
3: <laughs> yeah, anagramming. He he, ma- he makes a little anagram, and um, the anagram that he comes up with is he takes the full fr- the ho- I'm sorry, he takes the full phrase of Reverend George Barclay, mm-hmm. and he
2: rearranges those letters. To be large rag boy. Right. Yeah. And then says, I left out some of the letters, to which I say, You left out most of the letters. That's fine.
0: Did you come up with some anagrams, AJ?
3: Hit the mic. Yep. (laughs) Bravery calendar, a cranberry delve. Barnacled reverie, Bard relevancy, a oh. cleverer brandy, cry naval breeder, randy cab reveler, husband. nervy crab leader, very carnal breed and dry venereal crab. Those are all pretty good. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Why
0: did I ever want to do this? That, that was me after. Asking that's for where the anagrams. That's where yeah. George
3: got the dry venereal crab, actually.
5: Oh, <laughs> right. Was writing that horse. That makes
0: sense. That makes sense.
5: Well, uh,
2: thank you?
0: Yeah. Class yeah. yeah.
2: Anagrams. Anagrams don't make any sense to me. I don't know how anyone has a brain for them. You know, it's just like, wow, yeah, those sure are the letters. Well, if I, if I can be really honest with you, it was because I was so bored listening to the rest of this episode
0: that that's what I was doing no, while listening to the that's episode. Cuz this episode yeah. really is just and then well, and then and then. And
2: as with Donna being menaced by the local busybodies of her church, Jimmy also, it turns yeah. out had previously been menaced by the the church's local busybodies at which we hear uh this woman mrs miss miss unmarried miss jeffries talking to jimmy
6: well hello there jimmy oh hi miss jeffries your father preached quite a good sermon today yeah it was pretty good when are you going to get up there get up where come on the to preach for us oh Well, I don't think as a matter of fact, I heard somebody say just the other day that they thought you'd be a good preacher.
0: Go away. Like this (laughs) This is is real, though. This is real. Uh, Speaking as the kid who is voted most likely to become a pastor by his own church adults. Interestingly, Uh,
2: though, your dad is not a preacher.
0: No, though, he does teach Sunday school. So does mine. Yeah. So there you go. Um, But yes, mine does not. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. This woman, Miss Jeffries, very notably is not. Mrs. Erskine who's uh-uh. the other busybody who shows up in that other episode we listened to. Yeah, they need yeah. to do
2: something about the broads at this church. No right? kidding. Paul said you're not supposed to talk, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get your bitches in order, George. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh,
2: Miss, I mean, okay, so Miss Jeffries comes yeah. up and says, you know, this thing comes down in the generations, right? Like, yeah.
0: And it's very clear that nobody
2: else wants this job and to which I say maybe you should make the job a little more appealing if nobody is like actually vying to be the pastor. <laughs> well, you ex-
0: want to pastor these fucking people no
2: yeah well here's an interesting thing my my th- my pastor from the church i went to growing up that my parents still unfortunately go to uh pastor, recently i hardly future come on yeah a- about a year ago retired <laughs> and he cannot get replaced they can't find anyone wow to replace him which oh, means uh, <laughs> that like my dad is preaching like fucking every every once every eight eight sundays or whatever it's huh. just ridiculous well, well I, no I, I, one I, wants
0: to work anymore i feel like we could go down this path a lot further if we wanted yeah, and churches are dying churches are, are, are in fact dying you know yeah. this is this is a phenomenon that is resulting from only a certain type of person sticking around particularly after the pandemic everything has shifted i mean mm-hmm, this sure. obviously is not in that environment this is 1994 um, but it's interesting that on some level it seems like the writers are kind of conscious of this in yeah. a way, yeah. which again goes back to focus on the family and their whole thing, which is, you know, standing athwart the fucking thing saying stop, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of their deal.
3: Yeah, they also uh, just recently on their Instagram page, the Adventures in Odyssey people released a short documentary about why your child should not look at screens, oh, yeah. but should in fact listen to Adventures in Odyssey. And ah, the, uh-huh. the, the child that they use to
2: actually promote this is a child who gets a concussion mm-hmm. and can't look at screens anymore. And the, therefore must listen instead. And, uh, the guy says that he found Jesus Christ and asked him, if asked his dad, if he could, uh, become a Christian within, uh, two weeks of listening to adventures and odyssey. Uh, so that is now their new gambit. It's just like, they're taking this very real problem of right. kid like, lot of too much screen time for kids, and then figuring out how to maneuver that into how can we get them to pay us money for yeah. our radio drama.
0: This is not anything new, though. No, I mean, they no, and, 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 and just
3: found a new a angle. Classic story. About. Yeah, yeah.
0: And nor nor is a child listening to somebody saying you need to accept Jesus and turning around and talking to their parent and saying I want to accept Jesus, much like I did with Salty the Singing Songbook, circa 1995. Did Salty convert you, Salty, Josh? Salty made me into a Christian. Yeah. Wow. Which is wow. We're going to have to talk about him on the show at some point. Oh I mean. My my I mean, god
3: all that in spite of his his language
0: yeah his and,
2: salty language well that ah, guy that no. guy
0: curses up a blue streak hey, hey. cuz he's blue yeah. yeah yeah he's
2: got quite a spine i don't know um yeah <laughs>
3: he's got integrity
2: so so george also Real needs backbone. a fill-in for the class right, uh, a sunday right, right. school class and jimmy's because like nobody wants to work anymore yeah, the, oh this is lawrence's sunday school class and george is like yeah lawrence fucking sucks and no right. one wants to teach him it's like apparently a, it's like a
0: class full of a button like a bunch of lawrences is yeah what he a bunch says. of little brace tooth yeah. little kids yeah it's really helping
2: lawrence's self-esteem <laughs> i'm <laughs> sure jesus uh, so it, it well, Jimmy's pursuing the cause, right? So he's going to get Jimmy to be the Sunday school teacher next week. Meanwhile, Donna's dealing. Donna always gets, like, the worst end of all of these stories. Yes. Uh, which is not unrealistic, necessarily, uh, because George is using her in his sermons all the time. Just straight
0: up clowning on her.
1: Yeah.
6: yeah. Hey, that was a great story your dad told about your church. Uh, don't remind me. Did you really try to glue your hair back on your head when you didn't like your haircut? Well, I was five years old. <laughs> Mom took a picture of it. It's downstairs. You want to see it? All
7: right. <laughs> Don't you dare, Jimmy. I can't believe dad told that story in a sermon.
6: Are you kidding me? The crowd loved it.
2: Yeah. Yeesh. And yeah. look, as podcasters,
3: <laughs> this is a thing that comes up sometimes. Yeah.
2: yeah. We have all three of us told a story where either I deleted it right. or like you messaged me or like, let's, let's not yeah, put that yeah, in. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it is that thing, like you want to share all of yourself,
3: but then that can also implicate other people yeah. in a way that right. is... Not good and not yeah. fair to them, and you know this. This episode's whole thing is like, yeah, that's a thing that preachers do at first, but they'll get over it at a certain point. Well, <laughs> that's, that's
0: Jimmy's contention, at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And then by the end, I think George does apologize for it, but it, it doesn't, which is interesting. Yeah. He actually does proffer a full apology yeah he's like i i really don't want to do that i don't want to hurt you it's it's shocking (laughs) well well, what it
3: feels like to me
2: is that maybe just maybe in the episodes leading up to this episode maybe the writers have incorporated perhaps a story into (laughs) (laughs) adventures and odyssey for somebody
3: in their i didn't even
2: think about that that's a really good point this is their way of apologizing for it yeah um could be yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me. me at all. Yeah, And that might have been their justification, the one that Jimmy puts forth. It's just like, well, you have to use everything in your own life, you know, yeah. <laughs> because that's what they teach you when you're writing, right? If you go into any sort of writing, so they're right, like, what write, you write, what you know, yeah. write what you know, write what you know. But that can be inherently exploitative of other people's experiences. Write only what you don't know and plagiarize if you can.
0: That's right. The James Somerton <laughs> <Donaldson> school.
3: <laughs> we are all wearing turtlenecks. You can't see it. But we've really adopted his whole lifestyle. <laughs> you, should
1: com- you should see my it's hair. You should see my hair right now. so dimly light. My hair turned
2: all the lights off. I can't
1: see
3: anything. It's like Thief 2. I'm
2: recording us on a very expensive camera, but I'm only using the sound. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, Donna's Don pretty sick of this, but she's, yeah. she's now going to the cafeteria. We're at school. She's she's meeting with with her 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 young her young friend Jack. Yes, mm. her young friend Jack. Yeah, this Jack is Davis. not
0: Jack Allen. Now, I want no. to be clear about this. You will, of course, he's remember that there is a man named Jack Allen who has sort of become the replacement wit at this yeah. point. This is Jack Davis, who we did hear him from him as well back before his voice changed. Mm-hmm. Now he's all grown up and he's uh, ready to yeah, fuck. And he's yeah.
2: mostly written out of the show. But we have had him recur a couple of times. And uh and and we get we get a very interesting line from him in this scene, because he says this. He what? <laughs> Sorry, I think I think I accidentally hit the wrong hmm. one. He says no. he what? No, that's no, no, the original. Wait a second. go back. He what? Oh, sure, sure <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean it's so wild to me that it's so clearly now a directorial choice yeah. like it just
3: wasn't not even
1: alive yeah <laughs> he's gone <laughs> oh
2: no unless he unless
1: he, unless
2: oh no he has possessed the, the the body of Donald Long it's the younger
0: clone of him I think and Jack is saying this I think in response to Donna like talking about one of her dad's stories I yeah, think where yeah I don't know like, this was a long scene so I didn't yeah. I didn't grab a whole and lot of it what, it doesn't uh, matter
2: it also sounds like he is like 39 years old yeah. and then he his, just his voice going going really does school. make him sound quite adult but yeah. uh this is also Donald Long's last episode as Jack Davis he does one more episode that's a kids radio episode that we're not going to listen to immediately after this one Uh that we so he's gone so
0: all Wait, of he, these characters he, 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 are filtering out he, 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 he he what he leaves yeah he leaves
2: <laughs> he leaves right through the no-no door with old and, jack and uh oh. i think lucy cunningham schultz still sticks around but fun fact huh? donald long who plays jack davis married the actor who played lucy cunningham schultz oh no way that's incredible are
0: husband and wife are they still married now uh from Based what i can on... tell yeah huh. yeah
3: Oh, well, I do Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Man. <laughs> we love a show. We encourage workplace romances. Oh, yeah. If there's That's, one right, yeah. Thing, That's we why we're can... a thruple. Yeah. That... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fan art, Josh. <laughs> the fan art.
0: You're the one who keeps
1: saying that.
3: I know. Sorry, it's almost sorry. like I'm trying to leave a little hint. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, listeners. Shouldn't, I shouldn't be yelling. I I, I forget my it's place. The start of the, it's not the start of the arguing no, season. No, it's certainly not. This is the start of the holiday season,
4: not the arguing
3: season. And I'm just saying, for the holiday season, if you want to get us a gift, I don't know, maybe draw, draw us as a throuple. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Please do not
0: do that. For the love of I Do I <laughs>
2: It's my preferred we form can't of art edit this yeah, out. Highlighter? It's yeah. highlighter, yeah. Filth. So, <laughs> Jimmy wants to be a pastor. He's going, he's wearing a tie, he is wearing a necktie at school to like get into the pastor mode. He's doing a lot of it research. Sounds like this. And, and Jack has a comment about all of this.
0: You guys
8: crack me up. What
0: a weird family. He's right, well, it's
7: because of Jimmy. Well, he's always been weird.
8: I'm normal.
3: Well, maybe now you didn't sound all That's that normal Sunday night when your dad told that story about you in church.
8: Don't bring that up.
3: I mean, asking your parents for a private phone line is not a normal thing for a six-year-old to do.
7: I don't want to talk about it.
3: It was a great story.
7: Everybody in the church turned around and looked at me.
3: Weird. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. You
0: were you were six years old.
7: That's what Jimmy said. But at this rate, everybody's going to think I was a juvenile delinquent.
0: Well, why? For a juvenile delinquent, you turned out fine. So Jack's trying to fuck. Yeah, I yeah, know. 100%. Uh, we, we didn't
2: listen to this episode, but Jack and Donna have actually gone out on a date before. Mm. Oh. Yeah. This is was... go. Well, they don't they don't seem to be dating now, and sure. then she almost dates the McGee and me kid.
3: Okay. So right.
2: So so George actually crawled up from the back seat and yeah, started quoting yeah, right, Bible right, right. verses at them, yeah. yeah. Deuteronomy. Yeah. Deuteronomy. I hardly know her anatomy. Mm. You added some syllables there. I did. I yeah. did. I'm a regular Marshall Younger.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this interaction between Donna and Jack, uh, we 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 go back to uh, Jimmy because yeah. Jimmy is going hard in the paint. To prep for the Sunday school session, right? Yeah. He, he's like, yeah. you know, my dad's a pastor. Presumably this combined with the conversation I had with the church lady means that I have the gift. This means that I need to prepare the best Sunday school lesson of all time for 11 Lawrences. Yeah. He
2: realizes yeah. that the gift is not enough. You have to do the work. You have to right. know the subject matter if you're going to talk to people about it, hmm. because... That's how it works,
0: right? You're supposed
2: True. to be able to teach people things. So he's doing all kinds of ridiculous things like yep.
0: looking up a Greek word <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the concordance out. He's got maps. Yep.
3: Yeah. He's he's trying to plot the entire history of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, in the order rise to, in and the give, fall in order to give proper context. Yeah. Yeah. What does he think this is a podcast? Well, he,
0: here's the thing, though. Jimmy sort of makes the rookie mistake of trying to bring too much into one lesson. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. speaking as somebody who has experience as a professional, you know, instructor, an instructional designer. Sure. Instructional Instructional designer. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do your big
1: job. Big instructional <laughs> <Bailey. laughs>
0: Um I, I, I certainly, you know, these are these are classic rookie errors. And uh, I think he uh, puts he puts too much pressure on himself here.
2: Yeah. So here he is at the, uh, the they do a whole joke where he's talking about the expansion of the Roman Empire. He says Asia Minor. It, it's not funny. So I just cut ahead to the, the questions. Jimmy's taking questions now at the end of Sunday school.
6: Are there any questions? Yes, Lawrence? Will Mr. Grant be back next week? Mm. Yes, he will. Any more questions? Lawrence? So, you're not gonna teach anymore? No. Ever? Well, I don't know about ever. But if you do teach again, will we know a week ahead of time? Yeah, probably. Okay, that's all. All right, you guys are dismissed. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, Lawrence? Remember when you said you wanted to be a preacher? Yeah. Well, mm, uh, never mind. Fucking <laughs> wrecked.
3: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Lawrence has been bullied this entire
2: episode, so the yeah. fact that he gets to like deliver this, he gets back, a good one in. Yeah, yeah. Also, it is vaguely implied that Lawrence is really attracted to Mrs. Barclay, uh, at least a little bit earlier in the episode. So, I do like to think that he hold this. Yeah.
0: What? What in the text makes you say that? Uh, I did have a quote. And here. I'm saying, again, this is not to bring about the arguing season. I just didn't pick up on. That.
2: I, I didn't pick up on this either. I think you have a weird Freudian thing going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: no, I, the, I
3: am look, arguing. Look, look. Hey, is it my fault that Mrs. Barclay has an axe like ass like a Pixar mom? She's I mean, got a no. Mrs. Matt ass. Yeah, come on. It's I mean, he's 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 always asking
2: like, so what's your mom up to? And I'm like, that's a weird yeah, question that's to true. ask your friend.
0: He, he does do that a lot. <laughs> That that is a recurring thing throughout. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So I think maybe George Barclay doesn't like him because he's just like, stop hitting on
0: my wife. <laughs> sure,
2: I'll take it. Lawrence got that Riz. You, what? <laughs> so so Jimmy is fully demoralized. But now we got to bring Donna down. We got to get her down do. to the very bottom. Bottom of the depths of the ocean. So George has decided. It's time for another funny little story
8: We were getting ready to go to my son Jimmy's awards banquet. he was uh, getting a certificate for being a member of the yearbook committee. What? (laughs) I started to to say goodbye to Donna major awards all dressed up She wanted to go to the banquet. I told her she didn't have to go I knew she had already planned to go to a party thrown by one of her friends but she told me that she wanted to support her brother When we got there, I quickly figured out that supporting her brother wasn't her only motivation. It was, of course, a boy. Oh, no. And she proceeds to stare awful. at this boy yeah.
0: throughout the entire
1: program. Why would you do program? this? Oh, well, no. My is it Donna? <laughs> what do what yeah, is her it?
0: Mom,
2: her mom continues to be completely oblivious. It's like, what's the problem, Mary, Donna? Mary, what the fuck do you think the problem is? Like, and the boy is not just <laughs> well, any boy. she was boy. very distracted because Lawrence was giving her a little wink. <laughs> right, yeah, right, here. <laughs> <laughs> right, It's not just any boy. It's Jack Davis. Yeah. And Jack Davis is there at the church that he goes to. Presumably with his parents, who we never meet. I, uh, I mean, thank God that Jack is also equally as oblivious. Apparently,
1: <laughs> no, no, he's not. Oblivious. Oblivious. No. He's just trying, trying to be okay, cool. Yeah, okay. he's trying
2: to be. He's a good boy. He's yeah. a nice boy. He's he's trying he to doesn't let doesn't want
0: to mortify her.
2: Yeah, he, he's trying to like play it off, and whatever they had going does seem like it's over. I guess it so immediately. Well, this is where it dies. Yeah, yeah the, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. she's gonna date the McGee and me kid. Yeah.
0: I Here's what I'll say. Uh, a couple things. First of all, obviously, we've talked about this. George, what the fuck, man? Like, surely... Bad it's, stuff, dude. What are you doing? Secondly, he sounds like a really boring pastor oh, from yeah. these clips. No,
2: and, and yeah. they keep saying how he's a good... Such a good pastor that the teenagers are like, that was a good sermon. Yeah, sh- how about you sh- thing no child has ever said. Yeah, uh, Well,
0: uh, 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 I'm a raising teen- my yes. hands. I'm teenagers- raising my hand yes. over yes. here. Even teenagers,
2: like the the extent of loserdom that I have learned about you from A Christmas Story yeah, and now dude. this. No, I was a <laughs> like,
0: fucking dweeb. Oh, wait,
2: wait,
1: wait, but, but like, I was but, a dweeb. Wait, was but at least teenager? I was a bad
2: child too. <laughs> point 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 of order. Like yes. this, was
0: this was this you as a child or as a teenager? Probably not so much as a teenager. Yeah, this I is where like, having your rebellious. Re- re- of, of course, when yeah. I became a teenager, but like yeah. right before Josh became an
2: atheist at the age of thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> This is why, what the musical 13 is about. I yeah, that, that's
0: right. Uh, I, which, you know, that was also how I met Ariana Grande. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> that's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande was
2: in 13. Back then, Jason Robert Brown yes. musical
0: 13. Back yeah. then she was
2: Ariana tall. That's that's true. By the end of her life, she'll be Ariana, Ariana Venti. Venti. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. She will.
0: Um, so, yes. you will get
2: that joke, Ethan Slater.
0: Uh, I did... As a kid, yeah. back when I had my fucking radio that could listen to two stations, either the fucking, you know, oh, no. children's radio, uh-huh. his kids radio, which apparently I remember you talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, apparently this radio is an asset in Half-Life yeah, 2. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. this a,
2: yeah. One of our one of our listeners, I cannot remember who at this exact moment t- told us about this radio appearing in Half-Life 2 for some reason. So
0: not to get too discursive here, but like there was this little plastic radio that you could buy right or maybe maybe it was like a, a lease like a subscription Subs- yeah. annual annual lease maybe like an easy bake radio yeah exactly and you, it would it would get two stations one was on the fm band uh and then the other was on a special band that only this radio could get right yeah oh, and weird. this radio station all these kids kept getting cancer <laughs> <laughs> was pretty much like all adventures and odyssey yeah. all the time okay. and also sermons And um, I was the sicko fucking kid who like had favorite pastors at the age of 11. Oh, wow. So they were all radio
2: pastors. They were not the pastor at your church, though. No, no. See, that makes sense because – Mega church pastors have a little bit of glitz to them, right? They yeah. have a sense of showbiz. They got that. You were not walking out of your church growing up thinking that was a good sermon.
0: No, because okay. So I I rescind <laughs> what I said
2: partially. <laughs> oh. You were not that much of See, a loser. I think it makes it. But worse. you're still kind of a loser. I yeah. think it makes
0: it worse. I think okay. I think that like being the kind of kid who's like alright, it's time for my, you know, sitting like fucking Ralphie <laughs> from for, A Christmas time, Story at the radio. <laughs> yeah.
2: Time for my stories. Rather
0: than Little Orphan Annie, though, it's fucking, you know, yeah, not now, Rick Warren. Who's the other guy? Anyway. Uh, Rick Stanley? Stanley? I don't know. One of those fucking Orl guys. Roberts? No. <laughs> Billy Graham? No. <laughs>
2: Franklin Graham? No. <laughs> Richard Roberts? No. <laughs> Jerry Falwell, no.
0: Pat Robertson, no. Jerry Falwell no. Jr. <laughs> yes. Jerry Falwell again. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, the best part with Jerry Falwell Jr. was when I had sex with his wife. That was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, someone. Someone just knows, someone like you. You want to tell me how? You want to yeah. give
0: me some notes? She's not so hot, dude. Jerry Falwell's Junior's <laughs> oh, wife is boy. so she fucking is. hot. No, so you, would you? Would you fuck both of them, or would you let him watch? He doesn't. That's the thing. It's yeah, not, but would you? Would you let him watch? I'd let him watch. Okay, okay, I wouldn't fuck him, but that's not what he's into. Yeah, but you'd you'd let before, him sit in the chair and he'd sit in the he, yeah before
2: before would you say take notes, kid, and like flip him a dime or something, and he'd say
0: Jay fight, Mister. I've you never know, heard
2: Jer, Jerry Falwell speak. Is it flipping a dime? when you like turn his wife over <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean with her, hey.
2: you're goddamn right. Hey. What oh, oh, are oh, uh, Peter Popoff? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Jim Baker? No. Tammy Faye? No. Uh, the Crouches? No. This sounds like a patter portion of a musical number. <laughs> These are all real. No, I know, but it's just like
3: this is the list part of the song. Who My have God. I missed?
2: Who have I missed? Max Lucado? <laughs> also uh, no. <laughs> did you say Peter Popoff? Yes. His name is Peter
1: Popoff.
2: <laughs> he he was a uh, he was one of the really <laughs> egregious like Fake faith healer guys. Who mm. Benny Hinn? That's another one. Anyway, um, Peter Popov was actually fully exposed by a Canadian American music, uh, musician magician James Randy What? Because um, <laughs> Popov what? used to do a sort of cold read type thing where he'd say, "Oh, I know what's troubling you. You have an ulcer. I'm gonna heal your ulcer." People would be like, "How do you do it?" Right? Because people would walk into the church and fill out little prayer forms and put them in a little fish bowl, and Popov, this is insane, Popov actually had a room full of people who were reading out the cards and pointing to the people in their seats uh, oh. over a radio frequency that Popov would pick up in his ear oh, and sure. Randy was able to completely dismantle all of this by picking up on the radio frequency and he broadcast a whole like TV special about so, it see what's really interesting about that is that that's actually lazy mentalism yes. there is yeah. There there is a technique that a lot of mentalists use that I will not reveal on this podcast because I fear magicians <laughs> but but, uh, it, it actually does require basically learning an entirely different
0: language
3: in order yeah. to like perfect. I mean, well, that was in and code, of itself, like, right? Yeah. He,
0: that, that was the technique that he used when, because he, he goes to every single seat and well, he tells somebody that what they remember. remembering. actually
2: also just kind of his memory. Okay. Like he basically just memorized okay. everybody's yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that, that is a skill. That yeah. is a is very an incredible skill. skill. He nice did skill. have an earpiece. It was a, a yeah. prosthetic. It, yeah, anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> this um, is great.
0: Unedited.
3: No, 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 here's the thing if we go any deeper Neil Patrick Harris will break into <laughs> right. this room
2: and beat us to death with a brick no he won't because I mentioned the frontier restaurant to him one time when go. he came to my escape now, room now
0: you've got diplomatic immunity <laughs> you just seem um, like listening to the podcast
3: going this one time Alfred, when, when Neil came back time. to the
2: show right before we closed he gave everyone a handshake Except for me, he gave me a hug, and he Aww. just said, Albuquerque.
1: That's nice. <laughs> That's no, Mexico. So, nice. so And you're no,
2: like, he can't never listen to our
0: episode on how I met your mother. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Greg Laurie was the one.
2: Greg Laurie. Just looked
0: it up. Yeah. Oh, you
3: loser. loser.
1: Yeah. You fucking <laughs> yeah. loser. Peter's
3: son became an evangelical?
2: What? Huh? Peter Laurie? Who's, who am I thinking oh, of? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah okay. no, sure. Yes, great. I, no, it, I, I, <laughs> j- I was just hearing it as Peterson,
1: like
0: oh, Jordan Peterson,
2: Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Like, we're on different
0: wavelengths. We're doing great. So let's go <laughs> All ahead and this woke evangelical pastors pull it back in now to the episode, right? Yeah. Because at this point now again. Uh, Jimmy has given his Sunday school lesson. It has not gone over well. Yeah. George has given his sermon. It has not gone over well with Donna. Yeah. So both of the kids are really fucking bummed out, right? Yeah.
2: So Mary has to have a talk with Donna, which I did not clip, but basically just boils down to, "Well, your dad just tells stories about you because he loves you so much," which is not. A, no, sorry. No, he hurt her feelings. No. He has should to apologize. apologize. Shit. Yeah. Intention, he impact. He does. He those does. are
0: two different things. We uh, know
2: this. And Jimmy has a conversation with George that I think is interesting. And we'll talk about it right after I play the clip.
6: I mean, everybody in the church wants me to follow in your footsteps. Where did you get that idea? That's what she said. But it's true, isn't it? There's a lot of people who expect me to do that. Nobody said anything to me about it. But that's not the point, Jimmy.
8: If you're called by God, then he's the one you should respond to, not Miss Jeffries or anyone else. I mean, by, by all means, get counsel and advice, but don't confuse God's call with people's expectations. You understand? Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: So I think it's interesting to put this scene into the mouth of the voice actor Dave Griffin, who plays Jimmy Barkley. Hmm. He, they did end up keeping him on for a couple years after his voice changed. Right. In his time at Adventures and Odyssey, I think he did a fifth of the episodes. Like if you just like hash that out, Um, he was in so much of this show and the moment that his voice changed, it was it was uh, like a pall had been cast over the entire room. The first time they heard his voice kind of crack in reading a line and he he talks about that, right? Yeah. He's talked about that on his interview with Growing Up Christian. He has mm -hmm. his own blog. Uh, where he's he's gone into even more detail about this stuff, where the episode where Jimmy is going through puberty and his voice is changing and he doesn't know all of his feelings and then Wit talks to him at the treehouse. Right. That was going to be his last episode. Yeah. But then they kept him on and then Aloha Oi was going to be his last episode. Hal Smith had died. They were filling some space and like, okay, let's bring it back. Let's do... And then... He keeps coming back, but it's never, it's never guaranteed that he's going to show up again. These are not union contracts where you have like, you know, you're a regular, you're doing this stuff and he's not getting paid fucking anything. And, and he is about to actually be written off now. Like he's about to like not come back for a year and then not come back again. He's about to be firmly shoved through the no, no door. He is out of Odyssey. And here he is talking about the pressure, the expectations that he cannot meet and how sometimes, you know, God just has another plan for you. And to have that coming from Chuck Bolty, who's an executive who's producing this show. Yeah. Feels bad. No, it you know, that's, that's really fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is one of those things that like it was interesting that they did keep bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that strikes me as at the very least, they didn't know how to break up with him you mm. know yeah. like professionally yeah. but like they uh, they just didn't want to hurt this kid's feelings like maybe they had just grown close with him but the thing is and this just belies a lack of imagination on their parts recast him as someone else like don't make him jimmy barkley anymore just say there's a new guy who's moved <laughs> yeah. to the town that's his deep voice they, they did it with donald long a couple times he played a couple of other roles when his voice changed and they're like oh we'll bring him back for jack davis but jack yeah. was never on as much as jimmy or the barkley family but why why can't you do the, I don't know, for better or for worse thing where you just follow this family as they get older and as yeah. kids, you know, Jimmy goes to community college and right. sticks around, you know, he's not here for the Regis Blackard saga. He's, yeah. They're all gone. Well,
3: wait, do we, okay, do we know for sure that he actually wanted to keep voice acting? Like it wasn't a thing that yeah. he, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that fucking, that really fucking yeah. sucks.
0: Well, and it's particularly. I mean, he's still a voice actor. He
2: still works as a voice actor. Oh, great. today. Yeah.
0: But it is particularly fucked too. To your point, Brian, that like, you know, Chuck Bolte, the executive producer, does the voice of one of these recurring characters where yeah. it's like for a certain group of people, of course, they can always find a place for you to fit. Yeah. But if if yeah. you're not one of those people, then you're not. And this also gets to a thing of just, I guess, casting in general and what you want a show to be, because, you know, if the show were to become about the Barkley family, Centering around them and just watching them get older, it would just be down Gilead Lane. I mean, it would probably be better than down Gilead Lane, but like...
3: Or family portraits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I think at this point, too, there was a certain amount of indecision around what the direction of the show ought to be. What with the fact that Hal Smith was dead... They weren't sure if Wit would be coming back or not because they hadn't found right. a replacement. Yeah. And so they just weren't sure what they wanted to do. It's one of those decision points where you need to make a choice. And it sounds like on some level they were paralyzed and weren't actually willing to commit to any particular choice other than maintaining the status quo for a period of time in the hopes that they would figure it out eventually. And yeah. they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it's the other thing, too. Is like this reminds me
2: most
3: of what actually Marvel is going through right now with its fourth phase, because everything was very focused for phases one through three. Right. Leading up to end game, things seemed like pretty much in yeah, order. There, there's something really clear that you
2: do. you You build everything up, then you knock it all down and then you resolve it. Yes, And then you do the thing that every comic book does where it's multiverses and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, where, where it's so scattered and fractured and listening to all the episodes ever since Wit died, it feels that way. Yeah, well, It feels like this is a show that is completely unmoored. So I don't begrudge them for going back to Wit, mm-hmm. but it, to a certain point. To me, it feels like
3: going back to... Bringing, like, Iron Man back to life now. Mm, yeah, You know, when everything's failing. Or, honestly, now that they're bringing the X-Men in, which is going to be Marvel's, like, big solve oh, for f- their <laughs> thing. And oh, just... no. They're
0: pulling the X-Men into the MCU now? Yeah, they, yeah, oh, they are. Boy. Well, that's going to be their big thing. It's that in Fantastic
3: Four, because... they Them were... too? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> All of them? Yeah, well, they're... Bang- no, there's never been a guys. good Fantastic
2: Four. There's never that's, been a good one. It's just too many guys. Yeah, well,
3: this one's going to be good, though, Brian.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> this one's going
3: to be good. And the thing is, is that, like, they were... Bang- Banking on Kang, right? They were banking on the Kang dynasty. And now, because of all these
2: allegations
3: about a certain man who was playing Kang and who had it written to his contract that no one else in any other multiverse could ever be cast as Kang in the MCU, that perhaps person may be facing some horrible allegations allegedly that's a, that's a, allegedly that's a,
2: that's a, a really solid contract to get god damn good agents jesus seems to have gotten good agents wow. but yeah no it's now got it's now to the point where like they have to do that like they have to now commit to this new thing and it seems as though that is what odyssey does by mm. bringing wit back but i also honestly i think they're cowards I think they uh-huh. should have killed wit off and yeah. then made yeah. a new show they should I mean, have just made something going. about death you know and yeah. then and, and death is final you can't go back Well, it's, it's I mean, over I mean it's fucking Sesame Street right Yeah, it, it is the episode where they have
3: to reckon with the loss yeah. of one of their own yes. like that and is... Sesame
2: Street does it beautifully and yeah. he never
3: comes back no well, there's not another guy wearing his face or you know <laughs> if you really want to make him regenerate like just go f- do what McCusker wanted to do and make this thing fully Doctor Who like I- just have have wit, like
0: die and come back I'm in a uh Facebook Adventures and Odyssey fan group now Josh
3: why have you done this to I don't yourself?
0: know um and the worst thing about this group is that Phil Lawler is in it and so people will Boy. post thoughts about it. like there was a, a thread that was like, uh, post your favorite unpopular opinion about adventures and odyssey. And uh, people were saying various things. One person said they should kill Wit, etc. Um and then that, Especially if it's Andre Stoika playing. And, him. Then, and then and then Phil Lawler was like what's the purpose of all of this? And just got like, I don't know why I made him be fucking the Joker. I, I love this. The, what's the purpose of g- <laughs> criticizing Adventures in Odyssey? Uh, that wasn't quite it. But. I wouldn't even know what to do
2: if I caught it. I would. <laughs> yeah, I would simply not look at the page, Philip. Mm, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big part of it, but it, it just belies such an insecurity on his part. He is a deeply insecure I think man. that's why yeah. I want
0: to roll that in, right? Is that yeah. There the, the frustrating thing about this show, for me, uh, uh, but the the Only frustrating yeah, yeah. thing about this show,
2: otherwise, you've been pretty uncritical. Up oh, to this absolutely, point. up yeah. until this point,
0: I've loved it. Um, yeah. is that there is this thing where they there are times at which it seems like they do want to make a bold choice, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they maybe I'm real close, might be a writing choice, might be a casting choice, etc. Yeah, they get almost there and then they back off again, yeah, time yeah. and time and fucking time again. And I imagine, like, I of course grew up with this, Brian, you grew up with this. I imagine AJ for you seeing this happen over and over and over again must be must be just fucking infuriating.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's not it's not really too uncommon. I mean, I've watched a lot of sitcoms and that's sort of a huge thing that on there, like the status quo must always sure. be maintained. So yeah. it's, it's not something that I'm that's completely foreign to me, but it is particularly frustrating because there are moments, as we've
3: talked about, where the show like a good version of this show it
2: walks up to the edge through yeah. and then
3: it just it, it runs cowering in the other direction and i think a large part
2: of that is that there just needs to be this amount of control over the property yeah, yeah. right that lawler and mccusker have this very singular vision for what the show should be and they're just
3: it's a bad vision pam <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't ever pan out it never becomes the show that it could be and look I, I
2: get, I get that it can be frustrating to like, listen to us every single week be like, show bad. Right. <laughs>
0: because We
2: know show bad. I know. But I, was, the reason... I was
0: talking with you about that in the car, like a, a week or two ago. Or yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Like, are you, are you sick of this shit yet? Or no, but not... I'm
2: not because the reason we keep coming back to it is that there is this like shining, like
3: thing at the bottom of yeah. it that is interesting that, that still, that that could be something good. And the frustration is how often they just run away from it screaming.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah, we couldn't get this by going through the Adventures in Odyssey cartoon. There's nothing there. there's nothing there. You know, there's there's no quality. But here there's always like, there is something earnest that's always present here. Yeah. uh, At least when McCusker's writing.
0: Well, and speaking of earnestness, the way that this... He saves
3: Christmas!
0: (laughs) The way that this episode wraps up is that George sort of comes to a realization that he has not been treating his kids in the way that they should, that the job is causing pressure on everyone in a yeah. way that he hasn't acknowledged and so what he does is he sort of preaches a, a beta version of his sermon to the kids to the a whole beta family version a beta cock version yeah. a beta
3: soy cock version of his sermon <laughs> and because lawrence is looking over the fence going i'm coming that's for you right. george that's right
0: um and uh you know the kids are on board yeah. um and, and and again that's that's sort of what they, we were they have
2: a genuine moment where where. It's it's very weird. Like it's yeah. it's it's almost like how did they even get this approved to have George apologize to his children? But, but again, to, yeah. to
0: what I think you were saying earlier, AJ, maybe this is just inspired by something that happened for real. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is uh, this is Marshall Younger apologizing <laughs> to, to his, his, his girlfriend his or something <laughs> and his children, uh, the the Marshall Young Younger errs. Mm. Cause they're even eventually it gets to the point where they can't be any younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The youngest. Who, who, who is
0: this Sutton Foster? And so I want him
3: to name his child, mighty Joe.
0: So the way that this episode then wraps up is that, uh, there's been this running bit the whole time where an airplane flies low overhead. Yeah, yeah I did not clip any it's of hair, that. It's just it's like just the,
2: the, they just had this idea for a device, and and so here Mary they just bought a
3: sound effect is what it Mary
2: like. Reveals the the gender she has discovered gender. She is it's becoming a gender work. reveal. <laughs> uh, this was, of course, long before the invention of the gender reveal party, if you can believe it. Uh Mary and, loads
0: up her shotgun
2: yeah.
3: she
0: you
2: know she shoots, shoots down
0: the plane. That's right. <laughs> And she
3: starts is. a wildfire
2: in San Diego. But yeah, a, a plane flies overhead right yeah. as she says the gender and so no one knows. And, and Chris, Chris least of all. Holy cow, Chris. Wow, Chris is a uh, flabbergasted. Yeah, she comes in and she's like, "What did she say?" <laughs> I don't know. We're just going
3: to have to wait. I imagine Chris like running into the booth and grabbing the engineer and shaking yeah, him saying, yeah, yeah. "What did she say?" <laughs>
0: Chris like I love these Chris outros sometimes yeah, because she just goes for it she
2: baby. goes for it she's yeah. such a fucking pro yeah she teaches voice acting classes by the way she does and apparently is a a real a real gem that doesn't no, surprise she's, me at all. she's she's an absolute sweetheart um of course voice of Barbie all the way until like 2003 I think was the last mm. time she was a Barbie voice uh but I, I was I was upset that she wasn't somehow in the Barbie movie it's just my own personal
3: <laughs> Oh, no, maybe there, there was no cameo or anything?
0: No Chris oh. Anthony Lansdowne cameo. It would have been whatsoever. fun just to even have a, non, a non-speaking cameo. Right? Just have her in there somewhere. Right? Uh, oh well. Oh well.
2: Um so in this next episode, we are now at episode 294. Unto us a Child is born. Yes. You see, because Unto Us. A son Ooh. is
0: given, Ooh. and uh, this is a bit of a gear shift. Uh, yeah, we are moving from a Marshall Younger episode to a Paul McCusker we got episode. A McCusk. yeah, and... which means
3: that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's, it's got its
2: moments. Uh, yeah.
0: this actually originally aired on Christmas Eve, December twenty-four of nineteen ninety-four. Wow. Oh wow. wow. Were there people tuning in? Do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, on on the 24th. Absolutely. Yeah, not me, but uh, they weren't I'm a sure mass somebody or anything?
0: I would have been. I mean, mass. A, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what are they? A bunch of <laughs> arcans ca- scamps in the Great Depression? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know this is unedited, but I really want some of those sound
3: effects every time we mention those tramps.
2: Um,
3: But yeah, I I saw you go into your Proustian reverie, and I'm just like, god damn, we gotta go. Here we
0: go. Um, So this episode uh, is really yet another attempt to bring the story of Christmas to life for all of those adventures and odyssey listeners who don't know what Christmas is or what it's for. Yeah, And Paul
2: McCusker is really interested in writing about the art of producing radio and he hasn't quite nailed it down, but we, we we saw him do like a Plato's cave thing a little while back. And so I feel like this becomes even less about trying to reach someone with the Christmas story. And trying to instruct others on how to tell it.
0: Yeah, it's a little meta, isn't it? It's kind of. um... Maybe
2: you are Jimmy Barkley making your own radio drama at the local ice cream shop slash Radio studio slash hell prison that opens straight out into the parking lot.
0: There is something a little bit Brechtian about it, isn't there? Yeah, like yeah, it does feel like look how hard I work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this episode also fucking actors. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, so this episode kicks off with some intentionally stilted acting of uh, kids who are playing shepherds right at Christmas. This is the Luke uh, accounting of the gospel and. We're actually not sure what's going on here. It seems to be some sort of a pageant. All we know is that people are saying the lines from the Bible.
2: Until you hear Jimmy's voice, it sounds almost like he has raided the archives. And this Mm. is something from the 70s. Because you even get like Mm -hmm. a little like tape dust or record scratch sound. which is
0: again, like we're at the point in the show where... The sound editing is getting so good. Yeah, They're doing remarkable stuff with the editing, the Foley and everything else, the whole package.
2: Yeah. There's like a scene where we hear Eugene and Katrina through the little God mic booth Mm -hmm. and then it immediately cuts inside the booth with them. And it just feels good. It's just a good. You know where you are without any dial. It's a really great snap. I also really love Jimmy's performance in this opening bit where he's acting poorly, which is a very
3: difficult thing to convey over just. Audio. Well, right? and not
0: only so. He's playing like the angel, right? Unto you, a child is born, or whatever. Yeah. Um, he he is not just acting poorly, though. He's acting poorly, but not as poorly as the other guys who he roped into doing this little yeah, radio yeah. pilot with him. Right, right. right. Yeah. And and so we learn that. I didn't clip it because I didn't think it was funny enough. It's but not. Yeah. It's not.
1: <laughs> but what,
0: what we do learn is that uh, Jimmy is presenting this pilot, basically, and it's not a full pilot. It's yeah. just like a minute or two to Jack and Jason. Uh, This, of course, is Jack Allen, who is our stand in for one half of wit, the grandfatherly loving half of our great patriarch. And then Jason, of course, being the half of him that represents the more impulsive. uh, (laughs) Also, yes, Yes. also the force of the United States government and the intelligence community. they're,
2: They're very cold yeah to this yeah they, they don't like they it it sucks uh, they, they,
0: they, they think it's very really quite bad which is probably mccusker
2: think... talking about other radio like in the same way that shakespeare uh-huh. would like make fun of other playwrights that he thought were hacks <laughs> yeah this feels like mccusker being like we're not like those other christian radio drama
0: shows we're good we're actually. Not like yeah. a
2: certain judge in grand rapids
0: <laughs> 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 they say something like well what does this have to do with us <laughs> like,
6: yeah yeah <laughs> Like, what do you think
2: it has to do with? It? He's used your radio station before. He had his own talk show. And
0: Jimmy's idea here is that he wants to do a live Christmas Eve radio drama, basically yeah. a, a live pageant over the airwaves. Um, Jack and Jason are quite skeptical.
2: Yeah, they. It's weird. It's this is kind of. I, I think it's strange characterization for both of them yeah it right. would make sense if one was like i'm a little too busy and then the other like maybe jason is like yeah fuck it let's do it right let's go for that it that would
3: make more sense because it is weird when the two of them are aligned because it, it it's like they should be in opposition Th- that's yeah. the whole point of the yeah. device right Th- that is yeah. the whole point of splitting them in twain I, I
5: think i
2: think what they were trying to do in directing this episode was using it as a humorous counterpoint it's just mm-hmm. supposed to be funny that they're skeptical of this because what we heard was just bad right but it's like this is yeah. something made by a child yeah and it's also adventures in odyssey it's often bad yeah <laughs> I, I mean even if there was just like one extra thing of motivation right mm-hmm. that like maybe jimmy had used the radio station like two weeks ago and it like made a complete mess of everything oh, sure, sure. Yeah. like spilled yeah. soda on Got like the console or anything yeah. it's just Patch like alcohol. cables
0: were out of place yeah, yeah and, then, and and so it's
3: <laughs> now jimmy uh, the, he no, the he pad didn't coil them right. Place. He, he didn't coil them right. He just left them all over the floor. <laughs> he, People he, trip he, it He up. coiled
0: them around his arm, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs>
3: By the way, you that's the only using- way I know how to do it. I've been told many ways and not you, to do you, it. You it's were, the
2: only way I can. So well, I'm not
3: allowed to touch any of the audio equipment.
2: Uh, no, on no podcast. one is. It's my home. So it's my <laughs> stuff. That is true.
1: <laughs> but he only, has,
3: he only has a week to put this thing together. Uh, and I mean, yeah. a week to put together an entire audio thing. What is he, us? Mm. Hey. Hey. Oh, this is us. This is NBC.
1: Yeah, and Tuesday
2: so, nights.
0: And uh, a live Sterling! radio production then is greenlit, right? Yeah. Jack yeah. and Jason are one over. And so Jimmy has to kick it into high gear. He has to yeah. find some actors. He ropes his family in. Yep. He gets his whole, he, he, he negotiates
2: a little deal with everybody. he, he, he. he yeah, it's a little bit of haggling.
3: He's not a great. He's not a great salesman. No, is what I will no. Say. But
2: he does get them involved. Uh, Mary is, of course, quite pregnant. Mm. Yes, and her she baby must... longs for
3: the sky. <laughs> huh? So sure. when the when the plane flies overhead in the previous episode, the baby kicks a lot. Oh, so. sure. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. you that actually made sense. Uh, <laughs> rare <laughs> for me, I know.
0: That that that, so, that baby's going to be a veritable uh, fortnight. What, yeah. Uh, what's her What's her name? Carol Fort, Fort Day. Fort Day. Carol. Mm. No. Pearl Fartber No. The the lady who <laughs> flew the plane. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Oh yeah. Carol Fort. Carol yeah. Fort. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I, I see.
2: Yeah, I see. see yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> More than one baits, woman has folks. flown a plane. Aj. <laughs> there has been two. So uh we why, now was his mother. <laughs> Can't operate on this pilot. (laughs) It's my mother. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) reexamine your biases, Brian. Yes, sons can be
1: doctors.
2: (laughs) Uh, So uh, this brings us now hurtling into the B plot, which is a very substantial B plot because this is one of the longest episodes of Adventures in Odyssey I think they've ever made. It's twenty seven minutes long, at least before they started streaming the show. And, uh, Live we, streaming get, on Twitch. we get an entrance from someone we haven't seen in a little while. Uh, a miss, uh, a, a, a certain character. Oh, uh, uh, it? Voiced, is it? Voiced by prolific voice actress, Pamela Hayden. Oh, oh I wonder what's going to happen. Who is it? Who Who's is it going to be?
7: Hi, Connie. Hi, Katrina. I'm sorry oh. I'm late. You, late. Did
0: the, you did the reverse baby The rehearsal switch.
7: for the Christmas radio show?
1: Switching oh, bait. did Jimmy
7: ask you to be in it? Well, I'm not actually in it, and Jimmy didn't ask me. I'm going to work as a technical assistant of sorts. Well, (laughs) with Eugene as technical director, I guess that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yes, I suppose so. That is, he asked me and I said yes. Uh Uh-huh. Katrina! Connie, in the many weeks we've been studying our Bibles together, I've deeply appreciated your restraint in not asking me about my relationship
2: with (laughs) you. She's on the ball. She's like, I don't don't want to talk about
3: it.
7: Meaning that you want my restraint to continue? Precisely. Eugene and I are friends, and that's all there is to say about it. Right. Well, I should go on to rehearse, but I need you to pray for me, Connie, about this Christmas show. Okay. How come? Because it's my first Christmas as a Christian, and, mm. and I'd like it to be special. Yeah. To be real. Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Everyone remembers <sighs> Yeah. Christmas. I felt the same way after I became a Christian. You know, maybe we can make this Christmas
3: you know, show it seems special it happened to to a lot of people in this town.
0: Hmm. Interesting. What?
3: It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, it was weird that I also recently became a Christian. <laughs>
0: so just to uh, frame this back up for yeah. folks who are on board recently, the yeah. characters who we were just listening to. Yes. The one with the higher voice, that is Connie Kendall. She is sort of the uh, impulsive teenager from who, California, California. Yes, uh, the Whit,
2: big city of L.A. full of jazz. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and tall buildings.
0: Wit forced her to become a Christian pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, and within the fifty was, episodes, was like was, yeah, very, very quick, basically
2: yeah. in a year. Yeah,
0: and uh, the other young woman who she's talking to is Katrina Shanks, who is played yes. by Pamela Hayden of The Simpsons. And, so that's Millhouse. Yes, and what. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh shit!
0: Oh
1: no! My God, she's the
2: voice of Mill. Oh my (laughs) God!
1: (laughs) I I I thought she
2: just did some side character. I oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, I'm putting the pieces together now. And so Katrina
0: uh, is basic uh, is a more recent Christian. She's actually just been converted, hence what she's talking about. Yeah, and her main sort of role in the world of Odyssey is to be the primary love interest of Eugene Meltzner, who we're going to hear from in a little bit. And Eugene is the other guy who works at Wits End with
2: Connie. And he is not a Christian. No,
0: he's not no he's not despite
2: uh some pretty harrowing trauma that has yep. happened to eugene yeah. he has not yet converted yeah, sometimes trauma <laughs> doesn't actually help you out yep, at, at all, all. Yeah. Wit,
0: of course sent eugene to hell in the imagination <laughs> station quite memorably um i'm sorry josh uh wit did not send eugene to hell <laughs> Eugene just experienced what the afterlife would be who are you that weird person who was adding me on tumblr yes yes i am
2: yeah someone 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 was like no he didn't actually go to hell it's like yeah we know what the imagination station is but also he went to hell Uh, there
3: should not be a function where that's a possibility (laughs) really (laughs) sorry
2: you accidentally
0: hit the i'm gonna go to hell button now (laughs) so here's what's interesting right is that we now have sort of this these core characters connie and katrina both of whom we're not Christians, but have since become Christians, yeah. leaving Eugene the lone holdout among this group.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that Eugene ever like found like a group of like non-Christians in Odyssey? Like, not in think... Odyssey.
0: He yeah. had his gay friends in fucking California <laughs> oh, that's or right. whatever, Colorado on the road
3: trip. I just think it's interesting that he might actually be the one godless man in this town. Yeah, because he remains. doesn't seem to
2: have any friends at the college either. Right. After what right. happened with Nicholas Adamsworth. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. The orphan. Oh, who
3: good the Orphan saga.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the orphan I, actually out, I actually cut out that, that Nicholas Adamsworth does come back. Mm. There is an episode and the power. It's in that uh, Lord's Prayer series where every every episode is aligned. Oh, Lord's yeah, Prayer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Nicholas Adamsworth is somehow now being mainstreamed into going into regular kids school and. And he is fixing grades there. And then he gets kind of maybe killed by what? a computer that goes haywire. It is not cyberpunk. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never got Applesauce? to this episode, AJ, but we just couldn't fit it in this year. I but mean, that we,
3: seems like some lore that I like. Yeah. So we could, that there we goes go Dick back Beals
2: character. listen yeah. to
0: the cyberpunk episode of Avengers I, Odyssey I, at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's probably not worth
2: it. <laughs> You know, It's like I'm, I'm describing this from memory. And then there's going to be right. 18 minutes of other stuff right, going right, on. Right, right, right,
3: right. 18 minutes of like wit ordering extra inventory for wit's end and they're good. all out of strawberry it often literally is that yeah, yeah. yeah. no honest I, focus I mean, on the I like here's the Dick thing give me $20,000 alright I'll write a couple episodes <laughs> so, so coach.
2: it's just gonna have a bunch of people saying hey I saw you at mass yesterday
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, that Eucharist sure g- was tasty it's gonna take it, take place exclusively at Tom's Ranch <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of slow descriptions of horses. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Oh, did I
0: ever want to do this? that's that, that yeah, yeah. Ryan looks so defeated, like, he pushed the button, but he's like, <laughs> I don't push want to. You pushed the button, motherfucker. You did it. Yeah. You pushed the
3: go to hell button. <laughs>
0: So, (laughs) yes, we we now have Katrina back in town. She is going to be uh, working on the show as a technical assistant with Eugene as the technical production lead. And her big concern, because she's a Christian now, is like, yeah, what is the true meaning of Christmas? Right. And this is going to carry us through. Uh, much much of the rest of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we find Eugene and Katrina now in the booth.
2: Everyone's taken, uh, Jimmy's taken five and everyone has abandoned him. Yes. This happens every time he takes a break. And no respect for him whatsoever by any of these people. Yep. No respect for art. No. But here are Eugene and Katrina talking about a little bit of their Christmas plans, et cetera.
5: Katrina, I'm most grateful for your assistance. I'm certain there is an infinite number of Christmas-related activities you would enjoy more than this.
7: Not at all. I've purchased all my Christmas presents except for yours, and I'm honored uh, uh, to be involved in the me. <gasps>
5: Did you say except for yours? Yes. Meaning me? Yes. Uh, Katrina, you don't have to buy me a Christmas present.
7: Well, I know I don't have to, but I want to. Oh, oh.
3: oh. They are
2: just. Friends, They're they have to just keep
3: two friends driving
2: this home, sharing one wonderful, one short Christmas day. Yes. Oh my God, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> they would not cohabitate. They would not, not. No, different genders. That is
1: that
3: is pre-marriage. That is not. That is not okay.
1: Their parts Eugene, would lock
3: together.
2: There's like they would be okay for Eugene to live with a with a woman though because no, he's non-religious. He? That wouldn't be okay. No, that's not. That's not fine. That's not okay. That is an attack on the family structure. Right, but he. That is exactly what this. Organization organization is fighting. Uh, AJ, uh,
8: what is
0: your focus on? Uh a uh, Eugene getting laid, I guess. Okay, well yeah. then you need to redefine and reshape your focus. You need to focus on the family. He has it to argue get married Eugene getting
3: laid would then pr- potentially produce a family.
0: Well, if it's out of wedlock, then it's not a fucking family. Now because is Eugene it? Eugene
3: fucks raw. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> You know what? I think in that fanfiction. Oh, fiction, no, I'm sorry. I, I,
2: I, I'm afraid I have a, a histamine response to the latex.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I think in that fan that- I've made a pig's bladder, actually, <laughs> that I've, I've just tied on there with a little intestine.
2: Uh, just like my old childhood friend. Mm. Bladder.
3: Oh yeah. Him. Oh, Bladder.
2: Yeah. That was actually the name of my grandpa's childhood friend. Was I stole it real, that from it really? real life. His friends, Booger, wow. Bladder, and Hot Dog, all went by those nicknames. <laughs> bladder was so named because he carried around a pig's bladder That's that he wonderful. would inflate and put like pebbles and frozen That's peas so into. Good. B- but but not his penis. I can't say that for sure. How the fuck? okay. How do you carry around a pig's bladder and not put your how, penis how into would it? He you know? Know?
0: How w- Okay.
2: Yeah. How could this Brian? Is, this was literally almost a hundred years ago. What yeah.
0: i saying. Well, he
2: might have. Yeah. How would he Which know? is why I said I don't know. You can't ask me. Yeah. I don't have any answers sorry, for you. You've lived
3: so many past <laughs> lives. I, I just assume. AJ. This is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing season. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> let's get back to talking about how hard Eugene fucks. Yes, let's. So, it, like well, him. that was the thing yeah. was
0: that fan fiction that somebody wrote inspired by our podcast. I don't think he uh, put one on. Uh, no, so I think true. you're right. I think he fucks raw. I'm coming.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, Miss Kendall. <laughs> this really
0: is wow. a very special episode of the yeah, worst of all possible worlds this is the start new... of the coming season alright this is so, start uh, the look, you
3: put a trouble in a room it's gonna get <laughs> horny so no we, we
2: keep working on this we keep working on this radio drama yeah. we get some of the dialogue uh, it, uh, Donna is the the bitch daughter of the innkeeper right. yeah she Mary, for a rewrite Mary just keeps moaning in the background <laughs> the are I'm Very gonna funny. Say, like, between this I didn't clip the... it once again I did not clip it between this and the trilogy this is like mostly like just people Moding. coming in the
1: background
0: yeah. um, <laughs> what is this poor things i did i did like the recurring <laughs> joke where um they only everybody in the uh innkeeper's family refers to each other by their role yes yeah, so so hello like, wife right. hello yeah. wife hello husband hello daughter oh hi mark
3: <laughs> oh hi mark yes
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, hello obama uh <laughs> <it's>...
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh jimmy once again takes five
6: Donna. Yeah? I think you played it a little too sweet. You want to back off a little?
7: Well, but I'm supposed to be sweet, right?
6: Yeah, but that was too much.
7: Well, how can it be too
6: much? Well, it didn't sound- If you two are going to talk about that, can I lay down for a minute? Sure, Mom. I better call the church. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think
7: I'll see if Jason needs any help up front. Well, uh, Good you know.
6: idea, Connie. It's bound to be
8: busy. Sure, but-, but Jack just a doesn't want to like be there. No, he hates it.
5: I believe well, yeah. I'll get some last minute shop of errands.
6: <laughs>
7: Farewell. Bye. Yeah, yes. Oh, I have a couple of quick errands to take care of myself. I...
1: Bye.
6: Yeah, good idea. No problem. Everyone just... go. I mean, it isn't like we're performing this thing live on the radio tomorrow night!
0: The I've been there. I've the been there. sound mm-hmm. design
2: is so impressive. Yeah. in this Yeah, it is. It is really lovely. And also it just shows the importance
3: of uh, getting union contracts. Yes. Because when yeah. you get non-union contracts, you think you'll be able to exploit them uh, for more money, you know, in this case. But really what it ends up being is like everyone has to work nine or ten jobs just to be able to afford to do this mm-hmm. in the first place. And you'll never and scheduling is going to be an absolute goddamn nightmare. I agree. We they ne- do what
0: they're worth. We need to unionize Wits End and Kids Radio. That's yeah. that's. Oh, absolutely. But then w- would like hire like strike breakers. Right.
2: Which. Oh, yeah. Like he'd hire. He he yeah. knows the Pinkertons. But, by the way, personally, he probably was a Pinkerton. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh according to Dave Griffin, when Will Ryan left Adventures in Odyssey, there is a large stretch of time during the entire Novacom saga mm. that you've heard about, AJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Will Ryan is not there for any of it. Oh, what? And so they had to figure out a way to like
0: write out Eugene for like years. Is that why they fucking wrote Wooten in? Because they needed another wacky guy. I'm sure that's
2: part of it. Yeah, and
0: the reason you are going to. Hate Wooten. <laughs> Hate
2: him. And so the reason that happened was because Will Ryan was like, no, we're getting this fucker on a union contract. Sure. He basically just did a one-man strike. Holy shit. Until finally they did, in fact, become a union house. In order to get him back uh, after yeah, Novacom? Yeah, because yeah. they weren't going to be able to get him back. And so right after Novacom is, Eugene returns! And right. then he gets married and well, all it, this it, stuff. Well, yeah. yeah, sure.
0: what was interesting going back Adopt to this episode gluten. as well <laughs> is that um, they in the the last few episodes we've been listening to the last couple episodes of, of Wits Endless Summer, yeah, have been Eugene free episodes, and boy, yeah. you don't realize just how important he is until you hear him again. Yeah, yeah. E- not even just that, like even a Harlow Doyle, like yeah. you know, that even when
2: Eugene's not in episodes that Harlow's in, it's like just having Will Ryan's presence uh,
0: it, it yeah. raises
2: all boats. Yeah, yeah. you know, people yeah. give better voice acting performances when he's around. I think, and they I think certainly do. It's
0: just that, yeah, he's the kind of guy who, as an actor when you are acting opposite him he, he i imagine that as a performer he was giving you gifts throughout. Mm-hmm. Like did, we talk no, about this yeah. in acting a lot, like generosity of performance, right? Am I doing yeah. this for me or
3: for you or for both of us? And the or the for the Lord. W- mm. Or for the Lord. The, and the only way you actually get any good scenes in any sort of acting, I think, is when you are not trying to look good, you are trying to make your scene partner look as good as possible because then they're going to shoot right. that right back to you. Right. And usually the best actors are the most, uh, you know,
2: union-centric ones, right. I would say, mm-hmm. because it is all about the uh, camaraderie and about
3: uh, the project and not necessarily about anyone ego for yeah, example yeah, even yeah. though he read let a one man strike god every new fact I learn about Will Ryan what a I just appreciate
2: him. Him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so we're, we're back in the weeds. Oh boys. <laughs> we're still
3: stuck in this fucking you, you, radio. Gene and
2: Katrina, they've gone shopping. Yes. And Ooh. they're they're down we're in downtown Odyssey. Pedestrian which, walkable downtown. For it some seems. reason and in my head, home, I Christ. am just picturing downtown Gallup, New Mexico. I don't know Ooh. why, but there's snow here. There's also bell towers. Yeah. That's where the uh, sniper <laughs> hides. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just trying to imagine like an Adventures in Odyssey mass shooting episode. Well, that would I, I, be so fun.
3: I'm actually really surprised oh there wasn't it. Like, a, like a school shooting like special episode at any point I don't know. In it's just, it's so delicate. I think, yeah, you know? that's, I don't think that's
0: something look, they'd engage Scatic in. Static
3: Shock did one. I think Odyssey <laughs> can have like the audacity to try.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think with that one, you can't just look at like a show did it. It's like which shows did you know like what quantity of shows have done you know, a lot it. of WB like, shows did. for the yeah. most yeah uh, Buffy did one sort of I think Everwood
3: did one Am I But like you that? also
2: don't want to do one of those shows in case it, one makes the news right around the time right. that your episodes about to air which did happen with Buffy yeah and uh, nowadays
0: it's happening every week so yeah. you yeah. know there's yeah. never gonna be a Glees good
2: one. school shooting episode was just someone fired a gun nearby once which is what happened when I was in high school huh.
3: uh, I mean <laughs> all the previews for it were like Kurt's definitely gonna die you seem like crying in a stall. I was like, nah, he's fine. <laughs> he's going to go to NYU!
2: Hooray! So, I, I like that you said that, like, the mayor and Tom goes to the
1: mayor.
3: <laughs> Actually, I think Rachel goes to NYU. I might be wrong. My I think her just door is up in always New York. open
2: for NYU. For some reason,
0: the clip of uh, Rachel from Glee saying pleek, pleak, pleek keeps showing up on my TikTok feed. <laughs> I don't. I don't know it. I don't know it. No. But you know, we will because very overwhelmed, <laughs> Leah Michelle. This yeah. is. Yeah. We will
3: eventually
2: have
0: to talk about Glee on this oh. podcast at some point. Oh, yes. 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 Like, unfortunately, I, I do want to pull it back to Eugene and yes. Katrina in the walkable downtown core. Yeah, because yes. I've got a
2: scene here. Ooh. With Eugene uh-huh. and uh, and and a certain character. Oh my! God. Wait a minute. Played by Hold actress on. Pamela Hayden. Let's see what <laughs> happens.
5: Okay, here we go. Quote. When will you be driving to your parents' house? Oh, Christmas morning. Uh,
7: I'll leave early enough so I'll be with my family when they have brunch. Are you still spending the day with Jason and Jack?
5: Ah, yes. Three forlorn bachelors, bereft of kith and kin, on Christmas Day.
7: Oh, poor children. Oh, I love days like this cool and crisp with a hint of snow in the air. The hustle and bustle of the Christmas shoppers. There's so much joy in it, don't you think?
5: Indeed.
2: Is Paul McCusker really thinking that he's writing something here? He's like, oh yeah. Hustle Hustle and bustle.
7: (laughs) Of course I didn't think so until now. They rhyme. Hmm? I'm sorry. But did you say hmm, Eugene?
5: I believe hmm. Was my response. Well,
7: I thought so. I don't think I've ever heard of hmm, so fraught with meaning, but so totally lacking in commitment.
5: Well, that's my style.
7: (laughs) Eugene, what does Christmas mean to you? Uh, Christmas. Yes, as in the time of year we are currently enjoying. Yes, that's Christmas. Yes. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you? And please don't give me a verbose non-answer.
5: Very well. I suppose it means uh, all of the things you've just mentioned: a sense of childlike joy, the The warmth of fellowship, a a time to be with close friends. That's what it means to me, a a time to be with a close friend like you, Katrina. Yeah, so many,
0: so many moments where this episode is almost a musical.
3: Uh, (laughs) I know this is this
1: would
0: be the moment to break out in song for sure.
3: There goes the nerd with his computers, like
2: always. Uh, it's my Eugene Bell, I guess parody. Uh, there's a bit no, where like I, I understood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I got it. No, yeah, no. There's a bit where like, uh, like Will Ryan is selling the shit out of Eugene flirting, which is a thing yeah. that like we don't really get that color in Eugene too yeah, much, no. and it is very lovely. Like I actually think that there is chemistry between them in this, but it's not really. This too long. The scene is, is too long. It, it is just too needs long. To be...
0: Although what I will say is that. I enjoy sometimes when this show gives scenes room to breathe. Sure. This has maybe a little too much room, Yeah, but when you compare it with a lot of, especially um, some of the writing that Phil Lawler in particular does, mm-hmm. where it's just like, bam, 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 bam. It's like, it's nice to have space and within that space, leave room for characters to grow and to communicate and to really have a meaningful interaction i think i think the the non-committal
2: hmm thing is a really good
0: beat yeah yeah and it's i mean
2: it's it's genuinely lovely that this thing has uh an a b and kind of c plot and is actually able
3: to interweave them without Mm -hmm. it being awful like normal like
2: yeah it seems yeah pretty well balanced and I was I was actually generally struck that we got a moment of this quiet in an episode that has very large plot things that end up happening Mm -hmm. by it by its end still have like time to like just have these character breathing moments
0: I am curious because Brian, you said you picture downtown Odyssey as looking like downtown Gallup. Yeah, I so think it's yeah. very hilly. I think <laughs> I picture downtown Odyssey as looking like downtown Holland, Michigan. In no small yeah. part due to the fact that there is a focus on the yeah. family bookstore there. <laughs> walking oh, by the sure, sure, sure. focus on the um, family store. What, what, how do you picture it, AJ? Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. Mm, okay. Just like the, yeah, just like a gazebo,
2: very small town, Connecticut kind of kind of yeah. vibe. Even though this is in Ohio, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, it it just feels like you know the, I can see the snow. I can see the nine bell towers
0: all ringing at the same time. You can see the nine snipers at their perches. Yeah.
2: (laughs) They're all (laughs) all just trying to snipe each other. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, but for Christmas every year, they get each other new scopes, (laughs) but they have to sell their scopes in order to get them. And then they have to sell their stocks. It's
0: (laughs) gift of the (laughs) magi.
2: Gift of the snipers? Yeah, g- uh, gift of the, gift of the, um... Oh, Henry. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Mary, we find oh, ourselves now well, the, the live broadcast is happening, and, and Mary is playing Mary... And Mary's in labor, but oh no, it turns out Mary is
8: also in yes. labor. Can't you see? My wife oh. is about to give birth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus. help me! The pain!
6: Boy, oh. she sounds convincing.
8: Oh.
4: I'm sorry, you'll have to look elsewhere. Like she's now, on your way, me. I have work to do. Come, my wife.
7: Yes, my husband. No! Lord. No, the pain! It started!
4: wait a minute
0: that's not in the script oh,
7: i think something's wrong oh
0: please this shouldn't be I taking us long to figure george! It
7: out. George! no george
3: <laughs> what, what am i to do where am i to her water broke maybe no! that'd be a good sign I'm in labor we have to go to the hospital please good grief make, make
2: way
0: everybody make way <laughs> like george doesn't even figure it out
3: good grief
0: it's happened twice before george
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking Dumbass. Jesus. So they run
1: to the
2: hospital and they're like, Oh no, how are we gonna finish the broadcast? And uh, well we just get Eugene and Katrina. We get we get we get Eugene and we get a, a famous voice actor mm. named Pamela Hayden, uh, yeah. maybe a uh-huh. character uh-huh. that she was known to play uh-huh. as Marion Joseph. Right. Let's see. Let's see. And
5: so Mary gave birth to a child. Thank a you. I got boy. you again. <laughs> Just as the
0: angel had prophesied.
3: AJ, I, I thought he, I'd long for elf beautiful pox. Binky
0: boy.
7: I see him, my darling. Oh, he this is really bad. Beautiful.
0: AJ, you're. Thank you for
7: being so close by. I felt your prayers, your presence.
0: Blessed are
5: you, my love. Dropping presence. Truly, yeah. you are the heart of my heart, the essence of all that I cherish, with wonder and awe.
7: I'm really into this cup and ball now. Whoa!
5: There, there,
7: there wow! <laughs> Man, you never know which way this crazy ball's gonna go.
5: <laughs> oh, my wife.
7: Oh, Joseph, my
3: Joseph.
5: <laughs> like, she did one really good line
2: reading yeah. that scene. That was weird. was
3: very energetic. It was, yeah, no, there energetic was comedy. And, yeah. yeah. It was like life in yeah. it.
2: Wow. Ah. Wow. How do you guys feel? I feel good. Yeah. I, feel,
3: I feel like. You it's a, along
2: for the ride for, it's a,
3: yeah it, it's incredible to me i do wonder what how the simpsons would actually play as an audio drama like mm. how mm. much of, how much comedy would actually come across even though you don't get all the signed bits or yeah, anything yeah, or like yeah. any of like homer's dumb faces if you could still like just listen to it and if it would still communicate mm. as much comedy
0: I, I would i mean there are definitely some jokes that would land but i do think that with the simpsons it is a primarily visual gag format
2: I don't yeah. know. I think the writing is so much of what the jokes are. Like like mm. all of a lot of the best jokes in my head are the ones that are like purely dialogue jokes. Sure. Well, there's stuff like even the um even jumping Springfield Gorge. Right. Yeah. I think if you just why are we talking to... about The Simpsons? Uh, I don't know. It just popped into my head. For oh, some okay. reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably because Pam, I, she, she played like a role on that. Yeah, she played a yeah. role on that somewhere. Um. But, it, you know, that Springfield gorge joke, I think, would really work with just Ooh. audio because you hear the siren go and then you hear the, the thing hit the tree. You hear the yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, yeah. And fall back down. I think that'd work pretty good.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: The, if, if The Simpsons had been made in the 30s, there definitely would have been a radio spinoff of The Simpsons. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! In the same way that like everything is comics now, you know, you you just have a radio adaptation of everything back then.
0: Um, so, by the way, to to answer your question from a moment earlier, yeah, Brian, yeah. about was I along for the ride? Yeah, I'm always along for the ride, of baby. Course, That's what of this course. show's all about. Of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. Were Were you expecting it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> here's what in I that a... specific point. Yeah, I feel no, 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 like no. I had I here's, had baited you correctly. Here's here's what yeah. I'm gonna say. I yeah. will say that I think that I thought what was gonna happen is we were gonna come come back from break. We were gonna be doing back to uh, Bethlehem. Oh, and yeah, be like, yeah, and yeah. here is yeah. where Judah uh, threatens the general, and right, then, be, right, then right. It, would yeah. yeah, it would be Millhouse. I did give that consideration, no, but I, I wanted it to be in the episode. I, I was not expecting yeah. the placement
0: yeah. right there. you did fake
3: me out successfully.
2: Good. Yeah. Yeah. There was
0: an old switch and bait.
2: Mm. I yeah, sometimes you have to. Sometimes the fish aren't attracted to the first kind of bait you put on the hook. Right. So you gotta switch that bait. Yeah. So
0: Eugene and Katrina have shared their moment as Mary and Joseph. Yes. And something that is happening in this part is that the show is seamlessly cutting between the studio, the radio studio and the hospital. Yeah. Right. Um, there's no like sound effect or anything to nope. note that this is happening. Um, this is something that McCusker has done a few times at this point. He assumes that his audience yeah. has the intelligence to keep up. And at yeah. this point, the sound design is, precise yeah. enough that they can pull it
2: off. You can hear the hospital, you can hear the radio studio, you can hear the hospital, the radio studio. Yeah, and, and you know that they're in two different places. they yeah. established that, yeah. so why, why do they need to keep telling you? And yeah. so, Mary Barkley gives birth. Yep. For unto them a son is born.
3: <sighs> but you should get some sleep now.
1: Yes, I am tired.
3: Yes, you sleep now. You oh. dream of our little baby boy. The one we'll call Stuart Reed.
4: Stuart Reed. <laughs>
3: Stuart Reed. Wait, hold mm. on. Stuart.
0: Wait, hold on. Stuart. Stuart Reed. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. No, dude. Wait. George. Jimmy. Donna. Mm-hmm. Mary. Ma- anyway. Hmm. Uh, Doesn't matter. As we
2: go forward, uh, <laughs> we, we have our last little moment here is actually back with Eugene and Katrina. Katrina is about to yeah. drive home to do her fancy brunch. With her parents in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Katrina Mimosis. and
0: Eugene uh, participate in the anti-capitalist ideal of gift exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about why they're laughing at that, by the way. That's a deep cut, and that, <laughs> that one's just for me. a very deep
2: cut of a very respected artist. Um, so, <laughs> Eugene and Katrina are, are, are at the car, and and they, you know, it's just, oh, it's so much tension, because he knows he can't be with her if he's not a Christian, and... And she's yeah. friends with them, and but they, they, they're gonna show each other, each other's gifts.
7: Eugene.
5: Yes, Katrina.
7: Um, here's your Christmas present. Oh. I hope you like it.
5: If it's from you, I'm certain I shall. And this package, heretofore cleverly concealed under my coat, is your Christmas gift.
7: Oh, Eugene! You weren't supposed to do that.
5: Although well, I, I'm glad you, you know, did. No, no. Well, shall we open them now, or wait until morning?
7: Now, I don't think I can wait.
5: Then open them, we shall.
7: Eugene! <laughs> a Bible. Bible!
5: Remarkable to think of the same gift ah! from Eugene. Eugene. Yes, it's this one, and you even had my name embossed at the bottom. It's very thoughtful of you.
7: Then you'll read it? <laughs>
5: well, of course I will, if only because it's a gift from you. Oh, oh thank
7: oh. you, Eugene.
5: <laughs> Be careful, see my pages are the together. And uh, the tears.
7: I don't know I'm just a sloppy sentimental at heart Aww.
5: Merry Christmas Eugene Seasonal, Merry Christmas Mom Bart smoking
0: <laughs> You got me again <laughs> Son of a bitch
2: Both of those clips are from the same scene uh, in Marge Be Not Proud Right one of That's right, best right, Simpsons right, right, so That's right. your favorite one right? Uh, it's my favorite of the more serious ones Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's my, a good one. My favorite episode. just fully ridiculous comedy ones is the PTA disbands mm-hmm. But yeah yeah <laughs> I would have thought it might be streetcar <laughs> named March. No, no, i I, I that, that street street was, I mean March. it's it's great. It's phenomenal, but it's not the PTA dispens. Sure. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, one other thing and, and it's not in that little clip, but I did just want to give a special shout out to Will Ryan for his delivery after Katrina has driven away. yeah, um that there is a moment Katrina's gotten into her car and she's left and eugene's like wait i have something to say and he just kind of gets choked up and he says really quietly i love you
2: yeah and... that moment would have worked better for me if he hadn't just said it in the studio yeah because he says it as joseph right. says i love you could Katri- uh mary and if they had if they yeah. had just kept it that from happening then and just let those words come out In this final moment, I think it would have been much stronger.
0: Well, and and I think my praise there is more for the performance than the writing. It's just I'm always amazed at how well Will Ryan can sell anything. Yeah,
2: 100%. And it's actually why I think a lot of the writing in Odyssey uh, wasn't
3: nearly as refined for him as it could have been. Because he could just make it work. Right? And if you have an actor that can do that, you know, why put put it in? Uh, Speaking of putting it in, um,
2: I think... (laughs) I, I think that uh, I, I it is it is this is a relationship that I am now rooting for in a way that I just wasn't really mm. before, mm. uh be, just because the performances
3: are so good around it, but it's still like the Bible thing. Well,
0: like, here's the thing, AJ, giving each other Bibles. UG, I just don't know. I just don't think
2: Eugene would do that. I don't. You don't think that
0: Eugene would give Katrina a Bible? I don't. Mm. I
2: don't. I think that he might give her something that is sort of like related to Christianity, but also still has a science bent. I feel like once he converts, that's give her a
0: copy of the Screw Tape
2: Letters. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of scientific creationism. Right. I mean, or
3: something like, but it doesn't feel like pre conversion. I just don't buy that Eugene would give her a Bible. Well, also, I feel like she'd already have a Bible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's to be, I mean, I guess, it, it, do
2: people collect Bible? I mean, you two collected Bibles, right? No. I mean, you didn't collect Bibles, but I certainly have more than one. I
0: did not. Yeah. I mean, it, it's less that I was collecting Bibles and more that I would have various Bibles foisted upon me at different yeah. like ceremonies and shows. Like my, yeah. my
2: first Bible was an NIV Bible with some little illustrations in it. Uh, Did you ever that have I a? Got uh, for Christmas, I got an Adventures and Odyssey Bible at some point uh, when I was in elementary school. I got a. Uh, so the Baptists have their own translation called the Holman translation. I got a Holman Bible. You got Living Bible. Uh, well, my parents have a Living Bible. Yeah. Um, but I got a Holman Bible when I graduated. Uh, I have the HarperCollins Study Bible, which is the one I
0: actually have here with me. Did you ever get any of those like? kids bibles where it's like a dumbed down translation yes yes there's like the uh, kniv or something yeah yeah uh, wow. i don't i don't think it's the kniv that yeah, would be just, funny if just, it was but they're yeah they're
2: very abridged it's like a page to tell you a story or whatever yeah yep. where it's like jericho happened yeah <laughs> and
3: that's <laughs> why we have
2: sure and that's did. why we have chris jericho
3: yeah i mean it's it's just hmm I, I guess
2: maybe had Katrina said earlier like, oh, my Bible is falling apart. Like I've, I've, you know, I've read through it so many times
3: like the pages are falling out. Like Eugene overheard it. Then I'd right. be like, that's a very sweet gesture because he knows it's something that she loves and he wanted to get her a new one. But yeah. just of his own accord, it feels lazy. It
2: feels like limiting Katrina down to like her just most basic character, which is that she is a Christian yeah, and not that
0: she has other interests that they both fucking share. Oh, no, she doesn't have any interests no, and anymore. That's the thing. That's kind of where she is at this point, yeah, right? right? she in right. And... I will say that to an extent, this is real. Like if you are a newly converted person, mm-hmm. the religion is oftentimes your whole personality.
3: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you so, could have gotten her a scope. True. You know, perhaps perhaps another a gun of some
2: other kind. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Well, while we're sniping, we're going to take a moment to uh, snipe our neighbors from across the other bell tower because mm. we, of course, record this uh, from a bell tower.
0: On a boat. <laughs> on a boat. In the middle of the River. In the middle of the Hudson
2: River. <laughs> and when we come back, we will see, well, some more Eugene. Mm. And Woo. Connie in the imagination station, because, baby, we're going back to Bethlehem.
3: Ooh. Come on, come on. It's got to be here. Wait, yes,
1: yes, there it
3: is, there it is!
2: A voice came from the deep. It spoke
4: of a book, the Great
3: Tome, that would burn away the
4: flesh of man. And when we asked what tome this was, the
3: voice answered back, Come back later!
8: Sorry to disturb. No, sorry, my fault. Only the sign did say you were open. Just a bit jumpy
3: tonight, I guess. And it is a frightfully cold night out there. No, no, of course, of course. Uh, Welcome to Lorne Legorium's Pop Organ Emporium. I'm Lorne Legorium, owner and proprietor of Lorne Legorium's Pop Organ Emporium. Please let me know if I can help you find anything.
8: Mighty kind of you, thanks. Heard tell you were having a Christmas sale, that true? Huh? Oh,
3: yeah, 70%
8: off all reed organs. 70%? That's a mighty big discount, friend. Business that bad? Not many people in the market for an organ these days. Shame. They are beautiful instruments. Particular, but beautiful. Well, I'll be.
3: Ah, yes. Old Woody, you've got a good eye. Don't really see many wooden organs around anymore. That thing's an antique.
8: I'll say. They really don't make them like they used to. May I?
3: Oh, well, we usually don't let customers play the older models.
8: I'll be gentle. I promise.
3: All right, but... Don't tell the guy who owns the place. He could be a real stickler.
8: Your secret's safe with me.
3: (laughs) It's the darndest thing.
8: When I was growing up, my church had an organ almost exactly like this one. Oh, yeah? Even has the same smell. That polish. The kind that gets in your nose and and sticks there. Every Sunday, I'd go to church with my mother, and I'd sit in the pews, and I'd listen to Rebecca Begby bang away on the keys and clang out, Be Thou My Vision, and... See how Eden's children fell, always off-tempo, almost unrecognizable, the way she would mash notes together like a thoughtless child. See, even then I knew an affront to God when I saw one, and I knew that every Sunday when Rebecca Begbie would sit in front of the congregation and slam the pedals with her enormous boots, I knew that God was angry. I could feel it in my bones, this pulsating hate so strong that I knew the only thing it could be was God. So I did what he asked of me, and the very next Sunday I snuck into the church and hammered nails into the pedals of the organ, so that when Rebecca Begbie took to her chair to make a mockery of my God, and carelessly slammed her foot down into the pedals, the nails were there to greet her. The noise she made, the agony of it, I knew it reached my God, and I knew that he was pleased.
3: Who are you?
8: My name is John. Or I suppose more specifically, John 318. The 318th to wear this face. Shame about 317, he did have such a wonderful voice. But these bodies age so quickly.
3: What are you going to do? That's impossible. Whitaker's gone off on some pilgrimage. Earth.
8: You know your Bible, Mr. Lagorium. People love to think their God is a loving one. John made sure of that, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. You know the rest. And yet, not two lines later, John says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. And that, Mr. Lagorium, that is my God, and he's bade me come and give you a warning, a warning, if you do what we think you are planning to do you and your adorable little social club, then the next time you see me, it will not be a cordial visit. On the contrary, I will track you down and one by one rip the bones from your body. I will find every person you've ever loved and grind them into dust. I will make you a non-entity and erase you entirely from this earth. Is that understood?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think we understand each other just fine.
8: Splendid. Well, better be getting back home. This body has some aging to do, or people might start catching on. Oh, and uh Merry Christmas, Lorne Ligorium. May God bless you and keep you close. Where are we? (laughs)
3: ha! <laughs> Petey Pounderoga, do not sneak up on me like that! Sorry, sorry. He gone? Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Thought he'd never leave. Sanctimonious little shit, isn't he? Heh. <laughs> what do you want to do? Do we call it off? No. We stick to the plan. Delay it a bit, make him think he's got us beat. And then? And then? Then, my love, we do what we were born to do. We blow that motherfucker up.
2: Oh, hey, sorry about that. That was some really weird radio static there.
1: Uh, Yeah, lots of
3: static. (laughs) Yeah, it seems fine. I think oh, okay. I think it seems fine.
2: Um, so, yeah, originally, uh, I, I'm sorry that there really was no interstitial this week. Um, yeah. And uh, the reason eight, that... eight minutes of static, just it's just <laughs> eight minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you are.
3: Well, uh, uh, it looked like less. It looked like less. When lot. you
2: fell through yeah. the big array, it yeah. only looked like about a second, but it was eight minutes of static
3: i like to imagine this mist-like opening you have
2: in mind where I've fallen through a book. First of all, I I I want to be be very very clear on this because everyone in the audience is yelling at you right now. It's contact. It's not eight minutes in contact, but I'm I'm making a contact reference where I am James Woods. Oh,
0: yes. I'm making a mist reference. Apologies. Oh, okay. I realized the moment I fell into the fissure. That the book would not be destroyed as i had planned alan wake mm-hmm. red mist <laughs> it continued falling into that starry expanse of which i had only a fleeting glimpse
3: my name is Alan Wake. <pause> I'm a writer. Stephen King kind of uh, said, "Don't play Uru." <laughs> he uh, did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Stephen King is
3: like the biggest fan of Uru. He's, He's a like, like the science. one. He's just like. But
1: but as I <laughs> but, but as I say, like, the reason why
3: there was no interstitial this week was because uh, Odyssey scooped me.
2: Because this first episode, a different podcast. The Odyssey, Odyssey Scoopcast?
0: Scoop are you? You know that, right? There's, there's a podcast there? called The Odyssey Scoopcast.
2: Oh, you make me. I like the scoop. way you say it with your da Midwestern doop. tones. Scoopcast. Scoop. Scoop. <laughs> scoop. Oh, there's a scoopcast over there. Oh, not yeah, from yeah, fucking Scoopy Minnesota. Doo. Yes, you are. Yes, Where you are. are? You. Oh.
0: Got you got some are, work you're to do from, now. You're from Minneapolis. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, oh, the Twin
0: Cities area. Oh, yeah, the yeah. yeah. Minnesota. I I remember I have yeah. this sudden memory that's just hitting me like a fucking freight train. Yeah. Um Rocky when like I was driving with my family through Minnesota, yeah, and we were just kind of like you know channel surfing through the radio as one does. Sure, and we just came across this talk show, and I think it was on AM radio, uh-huh. and it was just these fucking ladies. It was just <laughs> and 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 we Wh- love oh, hold on just these two Lutheran I women with these
2: Norwegian mm-hmm. inflected mm-hmm. accents. And it was yeah. like
0: and it was this one lady being like oh you know i just love that song girls don't cry big girls don't cry by fergie i just love to listen to it because it really is what you need when you when you're feeling that you've got those meanies in your life and the other ladies <laughs> being like oh, oh yeah, yeah oh yeah oh fergie
2: fergie's so good see um, what i do when i need when i need a song to deal with the meanies is i listen yeah. to yellow submarine oh yeah why because of the blue the blue meanies room. <laughs> I, I taught AJ about a Swiss clown, uh, a very famous, like, guy from the 50s. He was a clown. This guy his, talked
0: to Hillary his, Clinton at one point, yeah, I think.
1: Yeah. His
2: whole bit is that he's dre- he's fully dressed up as a clown. He's a total yeah. white face, you know, like, little pointed yeah. hat. Uh, but he doesn't really do clown stuff. He's just really condescending. <laughs> and so he sort of asks you, you know, like, oh, you were driving through Minnesota? Oh, you were doing... So, which is why in German okay Warum? why oh, yeah. <laughs> with like a falling cadence That's and I delivered now, it
3: like Jiminy Glick yeah <laughs> is, is, is uh, who, uh, who is Swiss our Swiss Jiminy Glick, yeah. well, what, is Jiminy Glick? Yeah. Well, what is Jiminy Glick but Swiss clowns come on. <sighs> so uh, we've every, got a trilogy the to talk, talk about this the one's one's reason really why I didn't do an interstitial this week was Ooh, because Odyssey yeah. scooped me and with cast, uh, decided yeah, yeah. to open this beginning of this trilogy this Back to Bethlehem trilogy yes. by opening up with a, a little skit yeah. between Chris and a one Dr. Julius Schnitzelbonke. Yes. So yeah, not this,
0: Julius Streicher, let's be very clear. This is Back to Bethlehem parts one, two, and three. And yes, we'll be recapping three. all of them. These were all released in oh subsequent boy. weeks of December of 1990. Yeah. Part three is a
2: Western. So this is late for the Chris skits. Like This is episode like uh, 135. And we get a Chris skit. And it is the most insane yeah. one she has done. Just roll it. Folks, where have you been on the Our all theme
4: sounded different. Uh, right. It was Christmatized by the instant Christomatic. Simply push that button, and whatever you're pointing it at will be transformed into something that's full of the Christmas spirit. Very timely, I thought what so is myself. This <laughs> Technology is a wonderful thing.
7: But, Doc, the Christmas spirit isn't something you can manufacture by a machine. Oh, yes, yeah, smarty pants.
4: Well, tell that to all the people who make video games,
7: huh? No, see, the Christmas spirit is something you have on the inside. It's more than just video games or anything you can put under a tree. Right. So
4: you say so. But I expect to make a small fortune from this little gizmo.
7: Sorry, Doc, but that's not what Christmas is all about. Oh, so you think you can do something about it? Yeah, I think so. Wait, what are you doing? Wait, don't touch
1: that button! I hated to do that. Oh, what
7: happened? What's going <laughs> on? What, what, what,
1: what, what have you done
7: to me? Maybe you'll feel different as a Christmas tree ornament, Doctor. Oh. Hey, 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 You
1: to Change me back. Come
7: on, change me back. An invention can't make the Christmas spirit. But it can certainly set us in the right direction, as Connie and Eugene will find out when we begin today's adventure. <laughs> this is Ooh. so
1: fucking weird!
2: This she is... changed his accent. This is a sex thing. This cannot be a
0: sex he's, thing. He's, he's, he's been force-femmed and turned into a tiny little guy. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's yeah. About well, we don't know that he's force-femmed yet, but we True. do good find point, out in the next
0: clip. Yeah.
3: You know, you look
7: kind of cute as a Tinkerbell doctor.
1: Yeah, but the tutu's a little short
2: what <laughs> he's turned into a guy from Brooklyn <laughs> yes. from being like oh, a yeah. 1910s uh, it's yeah it's short tutu over here <laughs> well in case anyone was wondering we did tell all the people we know who make video games yeah, yeah all two yeah. of them all, um, all, all, all two of them that uh, that is not you cannot match uh, you cannot manufacture the Christmas spirit yeah. no, you, you I, certainly cannot I sent
0: that message along to Josh Sawyer as yes. well as Scott Benson uh, uh, I have yet to concretely hear back from either of them uh, Wait, you just, well, they're w- busy
2: manufacturing I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. the Christmas spirit. Hold on, spirit. hold on, hold on. You just wrote down that line and and messaged them with, you cannot manufacture the Christmas spirit. No, no preamble, No, 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 no. I
0: said, I said, in a, an episode of Adventures in Odyssey that we're listening to this week includes a character inventing an instant Christmas machine. When yes. this character is okay. told that the Christmas spirit is not something you can manufacture via machine, he says, tell that to all the people who make video games so so
2: that's what I'm doing right now so
0: I am sending you this message to let you know that the Christmas spirit is not something you can manufacture via machine feel free to let me know if you have any thoughts on this matter I'm just passing the message along I just realized I do have to tell one more person that the Christmas spirit cannot be manufactured
1: <laughs> I oh
2: uh, wow <warum? laughs> <laughs>
0: They have to know. That's
2: true. I, I mean, someone had to make Elf
0: Bowling 1 and 2. I'm just, someone had to make a sequel to Elf Bowling. What, what? What is this referencing, though, this line? Like, what are they fucking talking about? Genio, Genio games. games.
2: Yeah, and how, like, everyone wants to buy video games at Christmas, I guess, and that, like, getting a video game yeah. is, like, this is probably, wait, this was That's probably where you Super can, Nintendo time, this right? You can, like, right. You had a, this was, had like, how to putt. You can get that putting
0: challenge game.
2: <laughs> I guess you're right, you're you're AJ. you steal it from the store,
0: <laughs> yeah. and your mom's going to be very disappointed in you. Well, it wouldn't be the Super Nintendo yet. Just, just I mean, NES? Well, yeah, because the 1990? Super This is 1990, so at this Sega point. Sega Genesis? Got the no, Geni- not yet. See, not yet. It, I, it's still th- just Master System? Th- this would still be, so it was released in Japan in 1990, but it wouldn't make its way stateside uh, until 1991. Wow. We had to wait that long for it to do what Nintendo don't?
2: Well, Nintendo did. It just took them a year. One Nintendo did.
3: Not one Nintendo don't. <sighs>
2: Folks, Ooh. as you can tell, we're out of steam because this is just uh, there's, no, no, there's wretched. Here's the thing about this intro, too, is that it is just so out of place. I've never yeah. heard anything on it's Odyssey So weird, well, and Especially like this. because this is a wraparound. It comes back at the yeah. end when it's the end of part one of three. But then it doesn't come back in parts no. two or three. No, it's no. just for part one, and part one ends with a guy getting a knife held to his throat, and Chris is like, oh, that's fucked. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here's my good friend, Julius Streicher, editor of Der Sturmer, once more. I desperately wish
0: that Chris would record an outro at some point where she goes, Whoa, that's fucked! (laughs) Honestly, cameo. Can we do it? Can we do it? I don't think she'd
2: do that. No, no, I absolutely don't think. But I I do think that it it is a little bit unfortunate that she did uh, poach me for the tiniest Bavarian boy. So we (laughs) can never actually do that.
0: Well, the the tiniest Bavarian femme boy. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Tinkerbell is schlafen. Tinkerbell also,
0: like, really should be
2: pointed out. She does not wear a tutu. That is, no. a, fla- that is a flapper no. dress. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, doesn't have tutu out at, all. at all. No, it's it's there to emphasize her ass. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was Walt Disney trying to get the adults into the theater, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants you to fuck that fairy.
1: Well,
0: and I
2: do. There we go. You heard it here first folks.
0: <laughs> so. Let's get into this episode of Adventures and Odyssey, shall we? Must we? <laughs> and Josh
3: like Eugene
0: <laughs> after uh, pigs bladder. Chris uh, force fems and shrinks the good doctor, which yeah. seemed to me unnecessary. He's a bad doctor. Uh,
3: we are back. He's a surgeon. With he has been so naughty. <laughs> the
0: one and only John Avery. Would occur because That's right, he's
3: back. He's back because uh, we've gone back in time.
0: Hey, it's a wit's endless summer. You yep. know, yep. It, 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 it just never ends. I'm trying so
2: hard. I'm trying so hard. I don't. I don't expect us to ever hear from Hal Smith again. Unless we do the
0: episode Karen.
2: But he's right point.
1: here. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Wit is designing a display for the Bible room. Now again, yeah. just a piece of context here for those of you who have not been following along for 33 episodes. Or for
3: those of you who haven't been taking notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> John Avery Whitaker, the uh, patriarch and owner of Wit's End. This is a uh, soda shop slash children's imagination emporium that teaches children about the Bible. And one of the ways that it does that is through a room called the Bible room, which which contains various immersive exhibits and other fun things. And a time ch- machine. And a time machine.
2: Slash holodeck.
0: <laughs> which is, of course, what we listened to in uh, Unto Us a Child is Or no, not Unto Us a Child is Born. We are going to be listening to this here <laughs> in the Bible room where the imagination station is. Yes.
2: So this starts bafflingly. Yes. Uh, Eugene and Connie are dressed up as Bible characters because Wit needs to Photograph them as Bible
0: characters. So that they can be turned into wax models? Like, th- these are reference photos for wax models? Oh, is that what I wasn't paying attention to? There was a okay. line where he's like, We're going to, I don't know why this hit my ear, but it did because it was so fucking <laughs> weird. Yeah. He's making like a Madame Tussauds type, like, nativity using wax sculptures? Yes, correct. Well, yes. he should have been getting
2: started on that months ago I then. would say. Goodness no, gracious. No no, 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 he knows a guy. don't worry about it (laughs) yeah it's vincent price in house of wax (gasps)
6: so
2: so they 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 get to bickering these two they're hanging out and of course as always it is the arguing season and and eugene decides he's gonna taunt connie because he has he as a non-believer right has a better knowledge of the history of the nativity
5: more like the her I'm playing Mary, yes. and Mary
7: was special, Eugene. She wasn't like all the other women.
5: Really? I suppose you think she had a halo around her head, as she has in the paintings. Well,
7: she might have.
5: And she gave birth to Jesus in a beautiful manger without the pain of labor, among clean animals. And the babe in swaddling cloths never cried, as in the Christmas songs.
7: Well, why not?
5: <laughs> oh, Miss Kendall. <laughs> but, I mean,
2: yes, he did. Like, I don't know. No, he's correct. Yeah, He's uh, uh, Eugene is correct here. That yeah, the, it's it's not it's not also clean and easy. Being born in a stable is pretty nasty stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah, it is interesting that he is being like portrayed as like the smug know it all asshole that will get his comeuppance. But like,
0: no, he's right. Well, he's just right. Here, here's what I will say. Honestly. He's being a jerk, though. Yeah, that's true. Connie and Eugene bickering with each other. while Witt does his best to rein the two of them in. This first scene I was listening to this and I was like, wait, is this Stockholm syndrome or have I actually missed this? I think I've missed this. Oh I, I, you've missed you've missed the arguing season. I've missed the arguing season and I've missed the specificity of this triangle, which yeah. mm-hmm. was the core of the show up until Wit fucking died. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I I did miss Connie because honestly, we haven't really gotten a lot of her in a lot of the episodes that we've been listening to. I haven't no, gotten a lot of Eugene no. either. Yeah, I neither of them. So yeah, no, I I enjoy them interacting with each other, but I still think it's incredibly creepy that all this is happening while they're employer and I guess friend is <laughs> photographing them in costumes yes. like I, c- I could not get over how uncomfortably awful this scene is. It's
0: like Connie You want to, like, lift that strap to the (laughs) side (laughs) just
3: a little bit? And especially with what Wit does once they get into the imagination
2: station with Connie. Mm. Before that even, though, like, Wit is just kind of letting this happen. He's usually a little bit more on the ball and, like, stop fucking fighting with each other. This (laughs) is the start of the holiday season, not Not the the arguing arguing season." season. But here he's just like, yeah, Eugene's right. Click.
0: <laughs> Hold fucking still. Girls on film. And so that
2: cheap camera too. You can hear that, that click. He's using some just absolute piece of garbage <laughs> here to take yeah. these photos. So, and Eugene just decides to be a
3: super misogynist, uh, for a little bit. No, yeah, he's,
0: as, he's, he's, he's defending a punk he's, ass bitch. He's defending the patriarchy, right? Is, yeah. The,
3: all of this is know, being done really in service defending. of the patriarchy.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we we you wit wit is like yeah we're gonna solve this we're gonna yeah. show you how Eugene is right but he's he's subtly gonna gonna ruin Eugene he's he's gonna get under his skin as per usual because no. uh, we've got a journey we've got a journey of wonder and excitement and perhaps discovery maybe maybe uh. maybe because he's gonna stuff these two crazy kids into the imagination station and send them back to Jerusalem. Bible Jerusalem, mm-hmm. but not there. It's Bethlehem, actually. I don't know why I said <laughs> So the episode title is "Back to Bethlehem." God damn it! Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, really, what we're doing here is uh
0: the prequel to the Star, which is an episode we yes. already yes. Yes. have covered.
2: Yeah. This is the, this is the prequel to that. Well, so, yeah. And
0: what was interesting too about listening to this episode is that the Star actually just recycles some of the beats from this episode at the yeah, beginning. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a Roman centurion though. There's a Roman centurion, but it's a different one. There is a guy who has received the prophecies, but it's a different guy. Right. Right. Very weird. Uh,
0: but, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be the night. It wouldn't be December of 1990 without an unnecessary three parter. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: And it's also this is, you know, Brian made this point, uh, I believe, maybe off mic or maybe uh, maybe who it knows was. who knows at this point.
2: But uh, reality in the performance, it all begins to blur, you, you know, yeah, the yeah, persona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it is it like McCusker did get better over time. By the time we yeah. reached the star, which I believe is also a McCusker episode. Yeah, it, it's just it is it is more focused. It is more streamlined. It it, it feels better than this three parter. Yes, because really what this three parter is, is that Paul McCusker read a book and he wants to tell you all the information he knows about the histor- history, history yeah, surrounding he, yeah. Jesus's birth. He read like Walt Wanger book of God or something and was like, oh, I can do this novelistically, too. He
0: is ironically making the exact same, same mistake that Jimmy made in his mm. episode, trying mm. to pack in all this context all about this the research. history of the Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah if Except if,
2: Jimmy wasn't making a mistake. These kids need to learn about the Roman Empire and they're all bored by it. <laughs> You're bored by the Roman Empire? Come on. Well what was
0: really weird about I look not on, to, one thing that I did want to say about that episode, just yeah. jumping back for a moment, Whoa! is that what Jim the way that Jimmy talks in that is actually a whole lot more interesting than the reaction that he gives. Yeah. Or that, right. that the kids give. Whereas in this episode we're supposed to be fucking enthralled. And it's boring yeah. as fuck, boy. Like it's oh, just. Boy.
2: There was actually just a portion where I just wrote the word the phrase, I am so bored, 86
3: times.
0: <laughs> just as and, I was listening. Were just... you copying and pasting, or were you just no, typing it out all the no time? It, was yeah. nice. it became
3: sort of a hypnotic. I just All you know, work in no play makes Johnny a dull boy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny? <laughs> I will be the tiny Tinkerbell ornament. I will be the tiny Tinkerbell <laughs> <laughs> ornament. Um and and it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: doing the, the shining sissy hypno yeah, version yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy
2: uh but they're uh yeah no we get we get to go back in time
3: we get to go back to jerusalem we get to experience Bethlehem. sorry this is my bad <laughs> no! you've cursed me you fucked us all so we're back to bethlehem yes and that uh, is the title <laughs> basically, basically basically we have We have Hamlet, oops, all Fortinbra because we're not actually going to talk a lot about uh, Jesus's birth in this. No, it is mostly going to be a conflict about the innkeeper
0: who ran the inn and all the various wacky characters that
3: came through
2: on
0: the day. Right. So this innkeeper in this, this is an imagination station adventure. So this is a character who has come out of the imagination. His name is Benjamin and he sounds like this.
4: Get out before the Romans come and arrest you all.
0: Go! Uh, who is Benjamin? The, the governor? The mayor?
3: Of, uh... <laughs> you must be strangers here. I don't wonder what the we accursed senses. Everyone knows Benjamin, the owner of this that's inn.
5: That's promised land
2: So that was Benjamin right there at the top with his Yiddish accent. That's, that's, no. that's Hal
0: Smith doing his questionable Yiddish accent. No. And later ends up.
2: Actually, saying some Yiddish words, and it's like that's not the language people were speaking.
0: Can you hit me with a uh, an oi real quick? Oy. There we go. Yeah.
2: That's from the star where you can hear he has a much higher voice there. <laughs> so we've got zealots, we've got Romans, we've got a lot of out of towners. But these two guys in the inn are not out of towners. Like everybody knows Benjamin, of course, here it's in Benjamin. It's the famous where we Benjamin.
0: Now this is not a character from the Bible. To no, be clear, it's just Benjamin. There is an innkeeper who is mentioned in passing in the Bible, but th- this is an, an invented guy. Yeah
2: yeah as are most of the people i believe in yes. this right like like judah is also not yeah no that's that judah is invented in the, the felix is invented the roman centurion isn't they're all just totally made it hezekiah is invented none of these guys are characters which is from confusing because the there is a hezekiah i would exactly. argue that none of these guys are characters not quite uh, no <laughs> in general but it is very fascinating that very clearly they are just like mouthpieces for all of the history that yeah. McCusker has learned and studied up for so, this episode so Eugenius establishes himself as Eugenius yes, uh, that yes. is the name that he chooses and uh, he, I guess because Wit is so concerned with accuracy mm-hmm. that in fact if you are a woman and you go back in time in any of these adventures this is what's going to happen to you <laughs>
4: Now, sir, will your servant girl work for me or not?
7: Your servant girl.
5: I
4: apologize, Connie. It was absolutely necessary. Why? Uh, she
5: will, sir, for as long as we're visiting your fine
0: town. Uh, at the current wage, of course. Agreed. Come along. Okay. So <laughs> I want to have a conversation here real quick. Okay. We, we yeah. need, we need to, we need, we, it's time we all sat down and had a conversation. In these about are yeah. these, need, these are things that need to be discussed. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mechanics of the imagination station yeah. as regards programming it. Yes. Yeah. To what extent is an imagination station adventure driven by the imagination of the participants as opposed to what is written into the program? It is practically never
2: driven by the imagination of the participants because they're always thrown into situations that they do not expect. Right. They're like, what, what is this? Why is this name being said? Who are these people? Yeah. It is totally a scripted program that written is like, by if you're a woman, you're going to spend the entirety of... Of the nativity story doing dishes and getting sexually harassed by various men, more than one. Yeah. yeah. Also, I thought you
3: couldn't manufacture the Christmas spirit in a video game, Wit.
0: Well, it's, it's Isn't not. Isn't that it's, it's, what
1: this is? No, the imagi-
0: it's VR. It's not a video game. They're they are using their imagination.
3: But, but, but there are full people having full inner you, lives. You could never around do this them. in a
2: cartridge, but you can do it on the radio. It's also so weird to me. Every time we have these imagination station, I do appreciate that people just like buy into it immediately. Right. Yeah. You have people who are like, yeah, I'll, I'll yes. And any actual
3: absolutely like violent
2: or batshit right. thing that comes at me. But it is deeply weird that Connie at no point says what? What? What is this? Right, <laughs> right. Why what are, what <laughs> are you making me do this? Why right are you now? making me do this? And and it's like at the
0: very end, we learn that there is a panic. button. Well, this is interesting too, right? Yeah, because there this is a sort of complicated piece of the imagination station lore, right? Yeah. How safe is it? There are times in which the imagination station is portrayed as having effectively no internal fail safe. Somebody right. can from the outside press the panic button, yeah. but inside you are fully immersed and there is no button in this situation, though. Yes, we are supposed to believe that they are in full control of the adventure at every step and therefore can choose if they so desire to opt out at any time. And I think that it's interesting that they don't ever have the
3: conversation about opting out because i actually think that would make for a very interesting episode like if things are getting too intense in there it's just like hey we should stop this and then and someone's like yeah.
1: no, no, no no no
2: let's keep going and i think it might i i can't i can't speak I, I can't speak well enough from memory but i think there are a couple of moments that do that oh okay in in later points i mean no they don't do it to that that lawyer weasel do they they run through that whole program
0: but like i well, think that was the couple of consequences wasn't it that, that,
2: yeah but it's the same thing it's, it's not it's, though it's a separate room that does the exact same thing it's just not in the bible it's the present
0: now well, well the bible or other biblical events such as the war of 1812 <laughs> yes i said
2: the bible right
3: right right Where, <laughs> I like to imagine that Witt just has a Bible that he's written American history into the back of. Yes. He's like, well, oh, it's in the Bible.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, This one. I, I think we, we should then get to the point here where we hear a little bit more about Connie, right, and sort of what her yeah. deal is. Because she is just made to be a complete slave. Uh-huh. She is literally Eugene's slave. Uh-huh. And she immediately gets fucking sexually harassed by a Roman centurion
4: played by Earl Bowen. Felix! General! This is the inn we were told about. Uh, I was about to have this slave girl get you a room. Slave girl? Surely not. She is not a slave. She is a beautiful princess. Are you talking Mm -hmm. to me? (laughs) A princess and a pigsty, then? On the contrary, Captain. Any place with a creature this lovely must be of the gods, not of pigs. (sighs) Who is this for, (laughs) (laughs) Wit?
2: With just behind the glass going, it's for me! <laughs> like, John, why did you do this? <laughs> like, uh, presumably. What's he teaching her? Presumably, <laughs> this is also, you know, uh, you have agency to make choices. Could you choose to fuck this centurion?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we know later on that there is at least a fully rendered vagina giving birth. Sure. To Jesus, sure. Yeah. So, can this Roman centurion get an erection? Can you have sex in the imagination station, playing out a sick uh, military occupation fantasy from two thousand years ago? Well, I, you know what I have to say to that, Brian.
0: What do you have to say? Boy, to yeah, same.
3: <laughs> I,
0: I, what. <laughs>
2: <laughs> look all i'm gonna say is that earl bowen
3: must have really pulled in his life dude that for sure like, jesus are that, you kidding that, me that bass baritone sheesh beautiful princess
2: like it's just like it, I, I, there is something that is so like well first of all i have so many questions about why wit has programmed his arch nemesis to be in the imagination <laughs> stage. Yeah, that is
0: the voice of Regis Black. That is yeah.
2: unmistakably the voice of Regis Black. That won't come back to bite wit in the ass later. Many years later. That's what he programmed Felix to do. No, seriously. Just to bite him in the ass. No, yes. but AJ, yeah.
0: seriously. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah! yeah! Oh. Cyberpunk. I, I talked about the Cyberpunk Adventures and Odyssey Cyberpunk. before. There, yeah. there's, there's some Cyberpunk Adventures in Odyssey shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay.
2: So, so, wit, wit, fucks Regis Blackard in the imagination station. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fan art. Can we get some fan art, preferably in highlighter? Fucking stop. Some highlighter of Regis Blackard. Highlighter. And, yeah. What is
0: wrong with you? I don't like
3: it's- to see any details. Oh. I want it to be all blurry. Well,
0: you could just put it under a black
2: light, though. Well, not in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Or honestly, in the sound booth of the imagination station. That's true. So, so I am so mad at you. We are fighting.
1: <laughs> hey, yes, we, hey, can. Hey, we can. We can. Come on.
0: Come on. It's not. Calm
3: down. This is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing season. Let's talk about this work camel.
0: Oh, I- <laughs> Work camel? Well, because Connie decides that she
2: is not going to take this at a certain point, right? That she's yeah. gonna
3: she's gonna stand up for herself. She yeah, much gonna, like
2: Mark Zuckerberg's sister. She's not, not gonna, gonna take, take it. it. Yeah. yeah,
3: she is gonna girl boss her way
2: through the Holy Land. Right. Yeah. And uh we get this case of her standing up to Felix, who is the centurion who has mistaken her for a slave girl. Well, if Felix is only a captain now. Yeah. No, he's I a see, cat. I see. You weren't doing. <laughs> you weren't doing your your research here. Felix is a cat. Is, is uh-huh. Felix is
0: Earl Bowen or is Felix Fe- Earl Bowen's no, assistant?
2: He's he's no. Felix is the captain. Earl Bowen is the centurion, right, and I don't okay. know what his name is. Right. He, his name is I Earl don't Bowen. either.
0: We're just gonna call him Earl Bowen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> centurion I, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Centurion Earl. <laughs> so, uh, Connie then learns. Oh yeah, no. A stable, the way that you think of a stable. Nah, it's not like that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. This is the Bible, Miss.
7: Where's the stable? Over there. I don't see any stable, only a a cave.
5: (laughs) Exactly. You see, you were looking for something that resembled a barn or possibly those structures you've seen in the nativity scenes. Historically speaking, however, the stable might well have been inside a specially constructed
1: cave.
2: This is just the experience of going to Protestant Sunday school. Also, didn't
0: they do this in the cave, too? Didn't they do this exact same explainer in the in, in, in the star? Did it say the cave? Oh, <laughs> no.
3: in the the star. cave? The star. No, no, no. Uh, the the, the possi- cave is on Tom Riley's farm.
0: No, I know, I know. Possibly, I
2: don't know. But like, this is like this is something that you you get to fourth grade or whatever, yeah. and then yeah, Sunday yeah. school class is like, you know, it actually wasn't made out of wood. Probably, it was probably just a cave. That they went into the also maybe, But also,
0: maybe it was made of wood. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Not me.
2: This to me felt the most like a lot of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows (laughs) where it was like, what was the inn in Bethlehem up to when Jesus was being born? (laughs) And I'm like,
0: who cares? It also uh, is a little bit reminiscent of that really annoying Paul Revere episode that we listened to where it was like, Wit just being like, ding! actually the old North church was blah, 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 and blah, blah, And then he blah. gets
2: a bunch of shit wrong. <laughs> yeah. And this like all a- of that was also incorrect.
3: <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I feel like this episode is not as annoying to me as the Paul Revere one, because it Ooh. isn't constantly being interrupted by Whit being like, actually, right, right, right. But then they do every once in a while, sneak in these actuallys. It's just Eugene saying it inside the imagination. But the station. reason
2: why this feels like a Disney plus star Wars is because the star Wars trilogies are the Bible, right? right. And so they can't just tell the story of the Bible because people are going to get mad if they get extra scriptural with. Yeah, it, yeah, right? yeah, sure. They're going to be mad if they get to the part where, you know, Jesus is going to Egypt and he tames some dragons along the way when he's like two years old. That's Thomas, right? I think that's Thomas. It's Jesus.
3: No, no. I mean, in the book of
2: Thomas. Oh, Yeah, it's. I think it's in one of the, uh, quote, Gnostic Gospels. Mm, but um, yeah. the... Yeah, you can't you can't you don't want to expound on like who Joseph and Mary are, because then, you know, you'll get the same problem that Scorsese had in the early right. 80s. You sure. you got to tell the story from the side. You got to find another perspective through which you will be able to illustrate this. If you want to tell the story straight on, then they'll do something like Wit talking to that girl who burned down the house with Donna. Right. Or you'll get the kids radio stuff with little sketches or whatever. But if you're doing it, the imagination station is almost always like, here's the story of the White House burning down from the perspective of a girl who just happens to be standing across the
0: street when it happens. Right. Right. So in terms of the perspective that we find here then, it is from this character named Hezekiah. Not yeah. to be confused with the biblical king of the same name. Yeah, this different, is, different Hezekiah. This is again just a guy who has been invented for the sake of this particular yep. ho- uh, holodeck adventure. Who has and lived a he... miserable life. If, <laughs> if
2: you remember from the, the star, we do run into a, a man who sees signs and wonders right. and receives prophecies and dreams this man is nothing of the sort he is a man of the book he yes. reads the scriptures he interprets the signs that appear just as much as they would appear to anyone else and he notes that the star that has now appeared above bethlehem is a sign of the coming messiah
0: right. so eugene has a chat with him
4: i am the only one who sees it i alone believe
7: i
5: believe you hezekiah oh,
4: such faith uh, Thank you. And what about you, you Eugenius?
5: Oh, well, uh, I think the historical ramifications are uh, worthy of consideration.
4: You are speaking with your mind. Tell me from your heart, do you believe it? Oh, well, uh, what specifically? Do you believe in the coming Messiah, the
0: king who will set us all free? So this is the point at which you as an audience member are supposed to be yelling like, fuck you, Eugene, you got to figure it out. Quit sitting on the fence and being a little fucking weenie. Fucking you big
2: head. Yeah. Fucking thought boy. You got to be faith boy. Thought
0: boy. T H O T boy.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, my reaction was, uh, it seems like Wit really wants him to become Christian and this feels yeah. pretty manipulative. Yeah. And and he, he also wants to get Connie to do dishes more and shut the fuck up about it.
3: <laughs> I mean that's as it. her employer, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that
0: has interesting ramifications. I just thought about that. The fact that she works at a ice cream parlor where she's constantly probably having to do dishes from these ice cream Sundays. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe Wit thinks that's what girls like to do. Is to do dishes, because that's all he ever sees Connie doing, is on the job <laughs> doing dishes. All
0: girls do is do dish, eat hot well,
2: shit, and Well, his lie. daughter
3: fucked off because he kept beating the shit out of her, yep. so, like, yeah. clearly
2: he's not great with women. It's like, I'm, I'll stop hitting you once you say that the the incursion in Vietnam is justified. <laughs> <laughs> Gulf of
0: Tonkin. Say it with me, sweetie. Gulf of Tonkin. But yeah, this, this is, like, ultimately what we as listeners here are doing yes if we have the programming, which I did sure is is did just, you scream this Josh? um I I mean well, I didn't use swears sure 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 but, but were you upset with Eugene yeah, of course you've gotta you've got to have faith buddy yeah. what are you doing you, you gotta can't, have faith, this, faith, and this faith, is faith, I feel
2: this is kind of an adaptation of the dialogues in the Gospel of John right it's mm-hmm. Jesus talking to Nicodemus sure uh which is something that only appears in that gospel Nicodemus is almost certainly a construct like i don't think the gospel really presents nicodemus as though he is a real person who is having these conversations sure and it is just these two people going back and forth in the style of classical philosophical yeah. literature like the Republic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah and as a result paul mccusker is like yeah i'm gonna walk through the whole it's just c.s lewis it's just fucking mm-hmm. it's just c.s lewis that's all that these people know. That's the most intellectual engagement that they've ever had with any of this. Right. Is C.S. Lewis.
0: I was actually just re listening the other day to a little bit of our screw tape letters episode. Yeah. And oh, sure. uh, not to jack myself off, but like, I think we did a pretty, we, we did a pretty great job with that episode, yeah. I thought. Yeah. And, and Emily it, really came in the clutch well, I mean, for it that. It was one. mostly, yeah, Emily. It was more an, an actual, act- actual
2: academic here. Because yeah. it, it is the thing uh. of,
0: it, it is the piece of like, you are acting as if this is a dialectic right Uh in that you're really trying to struggle through it but in reality all you want is to be led in one particular direction yeah Yeah. well right because eugene is never offering
2: any kind of counterclaim right he is just saying yes this is he, he uses the phrase and i quote the historical ramifications are worthy of consideration which is not in disagreement at all right
3: no 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 it reminds me a lot of oh you don't go to church well we used to why just stop I don't know we just kind of did yeah. it's not like they had any sort of like beef with the church mm. or any sort of ideological standpoint it's just that oh I don't know I guess we just didn't want to anymore yeah
2: and Eugene huh. canonically at this point never did never did go to church right he was right. raised by two parents who also didn't go to church which I understand kind of changes a little bit in the late 2000s but um as 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 we understand this character to be, yeah, he's just not. So, he he is engaging with this intellectually, yeah, and he understands some of the magnitude. I mean, like it. He says the historical ramifications are in fact worthy. They right. are worthy of consideration. I just want to drive that phrase home because it's like they're trying to make him say nothing but he is also just totally going along with what Hezekiah is trying to tell him well and it's
0: I think too it's this it's this specific evangelical thing that we often see where it's like you have your matters of the mind and the matters of the heart right Yeah. 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 and if you try to apply the matters of the mind to the matters of the heart and the matters of the soul you know you're ultimately going to come up short but if you go the other way around if you let your sort of faith lead your thinking you will be brought to the proper conclusions. It's C.S. Lewis, as you said. Um, Because you can also be
2: led by matters of the heart in a way that are distracting to your faith. right. Right. In the case of a character named Judah.
0: Yeah. And
2: Judah here is a zealot. He is part of the many groups of resistance Against the Roman Empire
0: that existed at this time. Yes. Right now. This again is another made up guy. Yes. Isn't Simon the Zealot a different dude. And he is voiced by the one and only Nathan Carlson. Dreamboat. Who you might remember. (laughs) A lot of fan art about him. Well, not of him, but of Richard Maxwell. Yeah. Who who is really... really
2: love it when he sucks and fucks and or gets sucked and or fucked
0: by Regis Blackard. Certainly, certainly, certainly. I mean, that is one of the sort of most... When I... Back in the day that I was early on for this podcast looking into yeah. adventures and in odyssey erotic fan fiction. Right. Um, one of the best written for ones this podcast for this podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best written ones is one where it's that scene from way late in the windy city where Richard Maxwell pulls a gun on Regis Blaggard, except in this version of the story, it's He's a real dead. gun. Oh. And, uh, he then forces Blaggard to suck and fuck him. <laughs> um, it's great. Uh, <laughs> but if you go,
1: okay, oh, so... It's boy. just the
2: end of Killer Joe. <laughs> <I> like... <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, he beats I, wit with like a can of pumpkin filling. I've, I've, Tracy
3: Letts is a huge Odyssey head.
0: <laughs> I've started, <laughs> you know, becoming more engaged, unfortunately, with the modern Odyssey fandom, because now that we're on Tumblr, well, you found them. They're so hard
4: to find, they are, but
0: they're all on Tumblr and, yeah. and also on Facebook, Facebook. I guess. Um, but yes, I've been more active on our Tumblr page as of late. And one of the things that I'm often coming across is how horny, People are, and specifically girls are, for Richard Maxwell. Yeah. And there is something about the performance here uh, that we see from Nathan Carlson. It seems to have this edge to it. Yeah, Um, it, it,
2: it reminds me of the, is it Perchick? The revolutionary that, yes, that I, yeah, in, yeah, in Fiddler, yeah, yeah, he, like mm-hmm. he, he. I think some of these lines even feel like they're kind of lifted from that. He talks about yeah. rising up collectively right, against right, right. the Romans. Uh, of course, we don't have his best line, which is "never trust an employer." Uh, one of my favorite lines in Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, <laughs> Because that that to him is the lesson of the story of Jacob and Laban.
0: Well, it, it's also interesting, too, that this is a Jewish character and they are yes. tapping into tropes of Jewish literature without understanding what they actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thankfully it's not in a uh, accent. That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like everybody else. Every, I'm like everyone else. I can
2: imagine Nathan Carlson being told to do the and He's like, I don't yeah, no, I don't do I'm good. Yeah,
0: I know I'm good. Thanks. So instead, what we have here is a portrayal of a young revolutionary, right? Yeah. He is interested in rising up against uh, the Roman government, and it is coming from a place of his belief in his faith and of his people. And this is a
2: really important part, at least of evangelical Protestant. Uh, myth-making is the way that you set the idea of the true Messiah against what may have been the conception of a Messiah at the time that Jesus was born. Where people are looking for the once in a a, a generation, once in an eon figure to rise up and take the land back from the Romans. Whereas Jesus says, I am the Messiah, I am the Messiah, and does not lead a revolution. No. And in fact, uh, leads a, a sort of revolution of the soul. And I think that is really at the core of where the rest of this trilogy is going to mm-hmm. take us yeah. at what they think the conflict is. Uh, so this episode ends with Judah pulling a knife on Felix. Yeah. Which leads to Chris going like, wow. And, and then the, <laughs> the German is like, I'm not an ornament anymore. S- Psych. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then we get into episode 2 which has no more Germans. No,
0: thankfully. No, no, he's gone. Uh does he ever come back? The ger- the doctor? Yeah, the do German? We get, do we get oh, any Dr. Oh, Julius no, Schnitzel no, no,
2: None of Chris's friends ever show up. There's that plumber <laughs> in the very first episode, you'll never hear from that She's got
0: a robot again.
3: friend too. That's when I when I went on uh, Wattfam Jockpod. Oh mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to one where she had like a mailing robot yeah, don't, that she talked
0: to. We don't talk about Chris's friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: But I can turn into a tiny ornament. She don't
2: want me to go to to help out in any way. Chris is just like living out this horrible little A24 life on the edge of town (laughs) in like an abandoned building. She has all of her little figurines. They come to life. Uh, but yes, we are now. This is Chris. I just beheaded four people in order
3: to serve my lord and demon savior.
0: <laughs> so yes, hail Paymon. Part hail two. Paimon. Part two. Hail Paymon starts with uh, or Shaman Earl Bowen. Oh, that's, that's something. true. Yeah. That's true. It starts with guy. Earl Bowen uh, coming went to college through... together.
2: Shaman. Shaman and Paymon. Yeah. Oh,
0: did they kiss?
2: No, but they. They they went, they went to some further bases than that. They just never kissed. Oh, because okay. then it would be gay. It would be gay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Can I keep going now? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still kind of picturing them doing yes, the other Josh, stuff. Yes, please keep going. <laughs> okay. I mean, go ahead. So this episode begins with Earl Bowen, the Roman centurion, whose name is Earl Bowen <laughs> in our canon, uh, coming through to intimidate the locals. Right, and and, yeah. and and the natives are getting restless here because there's no room at the inn. Yeah, the whole place is just full. It's firefest. Fire
1: down, oh God, fire fire
4: there. down! There are know no know. rooms left here. Go to the inn down the road. We just went there, and they sent us to you. They made a mistake.
0: Every
3: room is taken. Good. What should we do? I don't know.
4: But am I a tour
3: guide?
2: I love that the census of Caesar Augustus has brought one guy to Bethlehem <laughs> all the way from Texas. It's like, what am I supposed to do? I am a descendant of King David and his father Jesse. I gotta go back there. Otherwise, Caesar Augustus is going to get a bad count. That that, that feels
0: like a very Danny McBride bit for some reason, doesn't it? I was just trying to get to fucking Bethlehem. (laughs) Right on a fucking camel. And then my fucking
1: camel
2: got hurt.
3: My teenage pregnant wife. Who I did not sire the baby inside of, about ready to
0: pop a baby inside of her who was not produced by the sperm that came out of me. <laughs> Connie, meanwhile,
1: just keep going is continuing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've killed Brian uh, For Connie, on the other hand Sparks are continuing to fly yeah. between her and Judah Right? Yeah. Um, well very one-sided. It's one, one way sparks. got some sparks.
2: Uh, Ju- Judah's sparking on her. Judah's sparking all over <laughs> her. Ju-
0: Judah's like, step on me, Connie. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. And uh, Joseph, meanwhile, comes through. Joseph from the Bible. Who is <gasps> by also...
2: Who's played by Danny McBride. No, <laughs> who's also played by the guy who plays George Barkley. Oh, oh, shit. This is also Chuck Bolton? Like
0: yeah, we were, it's just like, oh, we were just here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He comes through and he's like, oh man, you gotta help me. My wife's having a baby. Yeah. And that that woman's name who's having a baby you know what it is
4: oh, all <laughing> oh, Mary.
1: oh! oh Mary!
0: and Hezekiah is also freaking out everybody's freaking out it's
4: like
2: house of Cosby's, but it's all of
0: houses of of Jimmy's. and so This is where we start to see uh, some of this episode's (laughs) opinion on gendered division of labor. Oh, yes. Do I have that one? I think so. I think clip 25 is. Right. No, no, no. I take that back. It's not. Shoots. Uh, sorry. I'm a professional,
2: folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that
0: was my bad. Uh, um, but it, we get a whole bunch of shit in here about like, well, we oh, women, yeah. like the ladies that are talking to Connie Yeah, the ladies shit, are all they're...
2: cooking and it's all, it's, it's very difficult work. And Connie's yeah. like, I usually just take the plastic off and throw it in the microwave. Right. And everybody in the imagination station does this thing that you always have to deal with if you're making immersive theater that's any kind of period piece sure where like someone's gonna say something about the president or cell phones and then you're gonna be like what is that what is that word you said right uh self right. and right. Then it's like no this is a bad idea don't ever do this everybody in the imagination station is like oh I am programmed to tell a Bible story but now I'm going to spend 5 lines of dialogue really harping on this strange word you just
3: gave me. Fucking like a microwave. Okay. This is some this is this is a, a a very huge stick in my craw. At the yeah. very beginning of this episode Wit says, "Well, I don't actually have any stories for you, but you know what I do have? Yes. This story <laughs> I wrote in code. Like it's <laughs> it's it's just it's such a fun fine... that he narrates. that he narrates. You hear him narrating at the beginning. I uh <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, they're like, what's a cell phone? And yeah. then, uh, well, uh,
0: we, we also get some nice dialogue in here about the modern state of shepherding. And for that, I know we do have. The yes, yeah.
2: yes. We, we nice we, doing a lot of heavy lifting. Guys, and these guys turn out to be
5: I'll
4: talk to shepherds. Him when we get back. We're leaving to brave the wilderness with a flock for a few days.
1: <laughs> brave.
4: Yes. Yes. Brave. It takes great amounts of courage and strength to fight off the ravages of boredom and the relentless <laughs> monotony, but it's
3: quiet I hear that.
4: quieter than Bethlehem recently, where we go... This, this nothing voice happens. is all over the place. Oh, yeah.
2: This guy is, is playing this role word by word. <laughs> <laughs> it it, the ravages of boredom. It does. It does feel vaguely like he's trying to do a Mel Brooks impression. Yeah. 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 The, the 2000 year old shepherd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so these, of course, end up being the shepherds. Right. From, from the Bible. Whoa. From the Bible. Oh, my God. They um, they only show up right at the very end. I was like getting to the end, and I was like, why did I clip this? These guys don't even come back by the end of this, and they
0: barely show up right, right. when the story ends. Well, you clipped it for that great transition music, right? Well, yeah, so then we get... <laughs> I,
2: I, well, I'm just going to play. <laughs> I don't have any, don't have any right. good
0: setup for this. Strange,
1: strange girl.
7: Oh. Go ahead and laugh now, cowboy, but you ain't seen nothing yet.
5: We get a slide guitar? So, uh, yeah, because this cowboy. is your home? A humble
4: yeah, cowboy. Friend. Yeah, because <laughs>
5: cowboy.
2: Yeah, but, like, he's not a cowboy. <laughs> We're not in that place. <laughs> I guess,
3: guess the- Okay, so, you know what that is, oh, right? Like, It's
2: a slide guitar. It is a slide guitar, but do you know, ex- like, exactly what it's referencing? It's fucking Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Do you think that's no, what it is? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's the- How? It's,
3: it's, it's, that, it's the cowboy song in, in Joseph and the Sure, Zimmer it has Hancock. a
2: cowboy song, but I think they just already had a cowboy song, because they sometimes do cowboy stuff, and no, they're no, like, but what?" Haha, I, she said cowboy. No, no, no but what I mean is that like putting those sort of disparate music musical styles into Bible stories, oh, sure. I think, very okay. much came from Joseph. I, I think I can, that, that could okay. be an inspiration for sure. it. Sure, yeah, and I- yeah, it would be interesting to know what their opinion on Joseph is. I've never they probably like heard it. one. Christians way or usually or, like yeah. that show. Not Mormons as much as Mormons.
1: It. Oh, those Mormons.
2: Those <laughs> Mormons fucking <laughs> they want Andrew Lloyd Webber to be a Mormon. Well, and he's probably been you know, that's the nice thing about being a Mormon. You baptized. can baptize yourself. He's,
0: he's already been baptized, no Was, doubt about that's it. That's a yeah, crime.
2: Yeah. Someone baptizing them like on behalf I don't live on of Andrew planet. Lloyd Webber. Well, you won't live on that planet for sure. No, no. Yeah, on his
0: planet. The home is off limits to you. Yeah. But specifically the one that he
3: gets control of, it's just gonna, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna put Tim Rice there, and then no one else. (laughs) So he just gets to watch Tim Rice suffer for the rest of eternity. (laughs) I'm into it.
2: So, yes. I've got an idea, Tim. (laughs) A new musical. And you have to hear the whole (laughs) (laughs) pitch.
0: So, uh, the, the, the the next bit that we get here is Eugene... Checking in once more with what Hezekiah, right? Because he's
2: a woodworker, and and this is a really important little snatch of dialogue. That snatch,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> goodness! It's, no, no, it's, no, a it's a really, really important snatch. Mo- I know, it's I and
2: I- most important snatch in the story. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know what's okay. on your mind. It's oh, because Con- it's because Connie has to reach inside of Mary's cooch yeah, uh, yeah, midway through this story. Uh, so this this is a little bit of dialogue that is. <laughs>
1: Bewilderingly to
2: AJ, important. Uh
5: (laughs) Hezekiah, how long have you believed that the child would come?
4: How long? As long as I can remember. My father taught me as his father taught him. And as a rebellious young man, I searched the scriptures for myself. And I could not deny that, rebellion that of reading the, Bible. the prophet spake of his coming. <laughs> so I hoped and prayed it would be in my lifetime, and thanks be to God, also it is. But, but how could the you Bible. believe for so long without proof, without evidence to support your theory? Theory? You are still speaking with your mind, Eugenius. You genius. What I believe is found in the place where the mind and the heart unite. And who- Where is that? Faith in your taint. God damn it.
2: Okay, he says. Sniped you, motherfucker. You did. But you, more importantly, you sniped the clip. It's (laughs) faith. It's. I'm playing it again. (laughs) The whole thing? No.
1: Shut Shut up. Okay. Hush.
4: The the place where the (gasps) mind and the heart unite. And where is that?
3: Faith. There we go. I thought I thought it might have been Alf. I think I thought maybe you am going to play this right. again, goddammit. So you, 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 you thought
2: that I had, like, dreamed up the perfect clip where I would start playing it again. Like, I knew you would interrupt it and then be like, oh, I'll just play it again. And yeah. then it's a Simpsons and it's quote gonna be the Alf. second yeah. time.
0: I thought... I Honestly, I, was... I would not put it past you. Yeah, me neither. No, I'm just not
2: that smart, though. Mm. No, I, 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 I disagree. I disagree entirely. But Aww. okay, so that
3: was... <laughs>
2: yeah, it's the holiday season, it's, it's motherfucker. Not, it's not
0: the arguing season. It's, it's not, not the complimenting holiday season. Go fuck yourself. It is, go, it is the holiday
2: season. Yourself. I don't feel good anymore. You guys got mad at me in a nice way. <laughs> hey. I want you to
3: look me in my lazy eye, and I want to tell you, I, 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 go fuck yourself. <laughs>
2: so uh that happened so it's fake. Well, <laughs> no no talk about why this is important yeah to yeah, me. yeah because to me i listen to the scene i'm like oh okay that yeah sure this is the same argument that was made AJ, a little earlier I, but just I, more i could tell you but i'm not going to because you will find out in a Ooh. couple of months
3: okay when Ooh, but when, when just that, It is very
2: important hezekiah that you are still thinking with your mind your genius with with parley bear's uh graspy <laughs> old man voice this yeah. is uh just trust me okay just, just let your mind and your heart meet and show some fucking faith in me right no of course i keep all my faith for you in my taint
0: sometimes i feel like this whole That's show why it's so long and floppy it's yeah. just one extended trust fall exercise <laughs> <laughs> and i fail you every single no no time. No, 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 no no because here's
2: the thing yeah. we're all in free fall
1: I'm
2: are We are catching each other, but we are forever falling because there is no bottom. We are no. in Max Payne's
0: hole. It's true.
3: Falling
2: forever <laughs> this in is, Wits Endless this Summer. This is
0: Wits Endless Summer, motherfucker. It's and not a lake, it's a summer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not a lake, it's a summer. So, the last
0: big piece that I wanted to talk about with regard to this episode specifically, part, part two, two, is just <laughs> that Judah is really going hard for Connie and probably is hard for Connie. And at first I was like, wait, it's weird that in sort of an immersive simulated environment, you know, you would
3: have, you can see anything that
0: you would have sort of, of a character who is so aggressively like forward towards you, who (laughs) you might want to fall in love with. And then I realized, (laughs) you know, this is basically a video game. You're right. It is basically a video game. And uh, yeah. I fell in love with a character named not Judah, but Judy in Cyberpunk 2077. So I get it. Right. Yeah. No, 100%. She but, turned you lesbian.
3: Uh, Yeah. But also like. I didn't. I, I. don't know about y'all, but I did not get that from Connie. That this was like a reciprocated
2: thing. Not really. So no. Much. no. And it is really fucking creepy. Well, that, so yeah. It, here. Here is how he hits on her. Yeah. Let's yeah. just listen to some of those.
7: <laughs> Seriously, Judah. I, I. Don't say it. I know this is childish. I, I. can't entertain these thoughts.
2: These ridiculous feelings. We live in a very dark world. A world of oppression. There's no room for love here.
7: Only rebellion and hate. Wow. Everything's an extreme with you, isn't it? It's
2: so interesting. You know, rebellion itself must be an extreme yeah. rebellion itself must be hateful. Yeah, right. That th- this show is always, as in the evangelical tradition, valorizing complicity and passivity. Yeah. It, it it does not dream of a future where anyone uses agency to rise up against an oppressor, no. although it is perfectly fine for the oppressor to enact their will as
0: yeah. so many Christians in America well, because, are happy to do because right. this is a conservative show and yeah. obviously I mean that's not a revelation but I, I do think it's interesting again that like these characters uh, whether it's Richard Maxwell uh, who is just the this same guy, actor but it's the same actor and it's the same guy but in real life mm-hmm. how he is always portrayed as being the venerable bad boy of Odyssey and yet he is many people's favorite character yeah because he has Fire in his guts, you know, and he has a personality,
2: yeah. I, right? We talked about when we did the episode Richard Ditchard Redemption.
0: <laughs> yes. How he he has a
2: redemptive arc that's actually convincing. Yeah. Yeah. He feels like a, an actual guy.
0: Yeah. And at the end, he makes Blackguard suck him off
3: <laughs> with a gun.
0: <laughs> Look, I think he's his number one with a bullet. Yeah. And again,
2: <laughs> but here's the Love thing, though, God, right?
0: God complex, baby. Judah is not real.
2: Yeah, it, not yeah. even in the sense yeah. of Odyssey, right? In the way that Connie yeah. is not real within the universe of Odyssey, Judah is a bunch, a, is a, a, pro- a programmed right. thing that is just bothering well, her. And that's, yes, that, that, is, that is
3: programmed by John Avery
0: Whitaker, right. and yeah. this is
2: where things get fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. it is
0: it, exactly. uh Whereas Judy Alvarez from Cyberpunk 2077 is real and, and is loves my wife. You. Yes,
2: yeah. and it's your wife. Uh, <laughs> The okay, but also just just as a, just as a note going forward, if you yeah. want to have a lot of fun with the imagination station episodes, mm, just you imagine, gotta play as v, female V. <laughs> yes, you gotta play as female V. But also imagine all of them with PS1 graphics.
0: That <laughs> oh, that's that funny. All the people
2: are real, but it's
0: just like the most sharp polygonal <laughs> oh, awful line. bullshit. I'm gonna do that from here on out. That's very funny. It's like.
2: When people play Skyrim, but they've like derezzed it down to like RuneScape graphics. Right. Hell yeah. yeah! It's
0: got it's got CD quality audio, but only 32 bit quality graphics.
3: <laughs> Why won't you love me? And he just like raises one arm slowly it's and then slowly back down. His hand is a triangle.
0: It's the fucking. It's just like the fucking guy from Alone in the Dark, you know, (laughs) where, like, the sword is just like a single polygon. Well, and speaking of
2: swords, so now we're into part three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Generalissimo Earl Bowen has shown up. The Grand Marshal Earl Bowen. uh, Field Marshal, not Grand Marshal. (laughs) Grand Marshal
0: of the parade. parade. (laughs) Meanwhile, Judah has proposed that Eugene sell Connie to him. Yeah. yeah cool yeah so he
2: wants Connie as well so Ooh. then uh, so then yeah, yeah well,
0: a love triangle is forming mm-hmm. here between uh, Judah uh, Earl Bowen and Connie yeah it, which yeah Yay. he is kind of a Meles
2: Gloriosus figure and Meles Gloriosus of course said in the famous Plautus play I am a parade How about that? Wow!
0: Wow! Uh, That is
2: true. Look it up. Sorry, the Bible.
0: I I did just want to clarify one thing. It's not a love triangle because that would imply that Connie is a participant. It's more like a a a a, a love V where both female
2: V, yeah, female V, female V,
0: where both of these two people are targeting the same person, but she has no interest in. Yeah, 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 truly none at all.
2: These two then get into a sword fight (laughs) each other. We just get to have a sword fight. Yeah, we just going to have a little scene where Again. they go clank, 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 and and Connie's like, oh no,
0: <laughs> that right there is so much better than what it actually sounds like. <laughs> oh boy, did we did we clip <laughs> did we
2: clip? No, Hal no. Smith saying Mazeltov. We did no, not. No, he says I, it twice. Oh No, Th- this was one of the funniest things because like I had never heard that phrase before as a kid. Oh, sure, I right. was not around any Jewish people. And then you um, moved to New York. And Well, but as a kid, I always assumed that because the way the the phrase Mazeltov is said mm. at any point in Adventures and Odyssey, it's always sarcastic. Oh, and oh. so I always thought Mazeltov was like a yeah, who cares? Instead huh. of actually like oh,
1: wonderful yeah, congratulations. congratulations, yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, yeah, huh. that's just yeah, he, and he says it very dryly both times, sure. even after Jesus is born. He's it like, is, "It is the most, it, it is the most
3: goy pronunciation of Mazzeltov since <laughs> I just said Mazzeltov just now." <laughs>
2: <laughs> so of course, this the stuff happens. Mary well, has a child. The centur- everything just sort of resolves. Yeah, this tension between Rome and the zealot just. The centurion is a man with a level head mm-hmm. and therefore the level head prevails.
0: Well, and speaking of the Goyim, um, there is a very uncomfortable anti-Semitic overtone, in my opinion, to uh, Earl Bowen's attraction toward Connie, where he's comparing her with the other girls yes. who all are right. all who all have rougher hands and and don't have the same like refined and elegant features that yeah. one would find back home in Rome. Uh, yeah. And you know, if this was a, a a deliberate character choice, that would be one thing. But I don't yeah, think it I, is. I don't think
2: it is. No. I don't think it is. Like that could in a much better show. Uh, that could be like a site of like, this guy is a racist piece of fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. But this just
3: seems to be an opinion yeah. that perhaps is shared by some of the writers. Uh, we also Allegedly. get, a,
0: <laughs> we also get a really nice, uh, seize them. I, I, slander. I love it. I you love, love it. A good seize them? I love a good seize them. Seize him. Seize anyone. Seize if her. You, if you, I always
2: a, love a good minions. Yeah, that's also good. <laughs> I don't yeah,
3: care. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even care when it references. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the challenge. It didn't reference the Challenger explosion.
0: It 100% reference the Challenger explosion. No, this episode
2: of Adventures in Odyssey did not reference the Challenger explosion. You're you. no,
0: right, Congratulations. That's true. That's now movie.
3: <laughs>
0: but, uh, You're
3: using it sarcastically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it all wraps up pretty cleanly, right? Mm-hmm. Where. Earl Bones kind of like, okay, well, I don't want you to be my girlfriend anymore. And also Judah becomes (laughs) obsessed with the revolution again. And there's no space for bitches in the revolution. And um, the adventure just kind of ends. Yeah. Well, Jesus is born. Connie and Eugene are looking at this baby in the manger.
2: Eugene is having a little moment. And then it just abruptly stops.
7: Hey, what happened? I wasn't ready to come back. Why did you bring us back?
4: Well, I didn't. One of you must have pushed the button. Oh, I didn't. Eugene, why did you? Eugene,
7: Eugene, are you crying?
5: I'm not crying. It, It it must be my allergies. All all the hay in that stable.
2: Oh, ooh, he's had a he's had a profound response to all of this. But I would just like to think that maybe this is the first time he's
0: ever seen a baby before. he's just like,
1: <laughs> You mean it's like a human, but
3: small?
0: I it, there is an interesting question that is raised here, which is obviously he is using the it's my allergies as an excuse. <clears throat> However, the question is. Could you have an allergic reaction to something that happens in the
2: yeah. imagination yeah, station? Can the imagination station, mm. in fact, trigger a histamine response? Right.
3: Yeah, again. It can hurt you. God. We know yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Genuinely,
3: it would be so much easier if it were just
2: a fucking time machine.
0: You know? You, like, we were just
2: actually there. But if we were just Doctor Who! But, the, but you can't, like, have a time machine and then, you know, prevent the crucifixion of Jesus. Right. That gets into very dangerous Greek novel territory. But they didn't
0: prevent the crucifixion of Jesus in the imagination station either. You could. You could do that
2: if it was a time machine.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. But then it
2: would be cool then. Oh, okay. so that's stopped. So what's happened? And they come back to the present. And hey, you want to be a propaganda show? What's the world without Christianity? You know, I I think that's a little too spicy. They do actually do this once. Uh, there oh, is they? there is an episode where a kid goes into the imagination station and part of the module, I guess, is to show that, you know, preventing history causes bad things to happen. So this one kid has been discouraged from being a dork ass by his friends. Hey, sure. And it's like there was another kid who was a dork ass once. Why don't you meet him? <laughs> and this kid keeps breaking shit. This kid that he meets in the imagination station. He's like, I'm trying to come up with all these new fancy things. And the kid's like, you know what? You got to be like me and give up. Sure. And, and then in
0: that, that man's name was Thomas Edison, right? Oh, I thought it was John Avery Whitaker. No, so that instead, would be amazing. instead that would be incredible. the kid
2: comes back to the present sure. quote and unquote, where he is still in the imagination station. Right. Of course, it's the bad and the future. the simulation yeah. is now John Avery Whitaker, local inventor slash ice cream shop owner. It now has to do magic lantern presentations instead of the imagination station, which we only have because of Thomas Edison. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for that guy who invented yeah. so many things Include, that he totally including invented. Including the light bulb, yeah. <laughs> including yeah. The light bulb. But here's the thing. Here's the reason why I think um, all the crucifixion stuff and the Last Supper and the Passion episodes work better than this one. Yeah. It's because everyone in Jerusalem at the time of the Passion... Is talking about Jesus and about yeah, this trial, yeah. right? It right. is a focal political point that you could be like, yeah, historically that makes sense. But the birth of Christ in the actual historical world doesn't mean anything To any of the main characters in this story, so it doesn't matter. This could have been said in any time in Roman history, yeah, and it would have been the same thing. It's a totally anonymous event, other than I guess Hezekiah who saw a star, yeah, and that is not a real guy. No, well, well, no, I mean it doesn't even matter if he's real, but it also just matters that like he should be actively taking more of a part in the birth. Like it doesn't really
0: like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, what? He's a man. Okay, that's, that's against the rules. Uh, okay, it's against the rules. You can't do that if you're a man. You oh, give birth. He's a dude. You can't, you can't he help can't out with the there. birth. you, you can't help yeah. Oh, it is the they talk work. about that. That's that's why Connie has to help the baby of Jesus yeah. get born out of w- Mary's w- vagina. W- has
2: fully simulated labor. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the, here's the thing: is that all the graphics
0: are PS1 except for the vagina, <laughs> which is fully rendered 4K. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Now we're cooking with gas, baby. So now, just in
2: time to be over. Um, So
0: this wraps up another fantastic vagina episode. Oh God, Jenny, (laughs) with endless summer. Um, Oh and we we hope you've enjoyed it. What, What what the fuck should we take away from any of this? I know what we
2: can take away from it. Okay. Uh yeah. We
0: have a Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> what why, we why, can why, take why, away why, why, from it is give us money. Yeah, why don't you sell them
2: on the Patreon, Josh? And then I, I'll I'll sure. tell them what we can take. Yeah, away I'd from love this. to. So uh yeah, I'm gonna take a hard turn mm. into Siriusville. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So uh I'll keep this light and breezy, which is to say that for five dollars a month at patreon.com slash worst of all, you can get access to all of our episodes, including the uh, premium ones which we do every other week additionally you can get access to fancy movie time yeah. with brian and aj which is a show where brian and aj talk about fancy movies including this month you're doing
2: we're doing a double feaster mm. this month we are doing <laughs> we are doing the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie and we're also doing the exterminating angel nice. which are the two mu- uh, two movies at the sometimes last musical
3: here we are is based on so please join us for that because it's going to be a fun time i've not watched the movies yet but i'm assuming it's going to be a fun time
0: hell yeah and if you kick us 10 bucks a month you'll also get access to lads cast that is the direct tape unedited show that we put out every month yes. and this month we're going to be uh giving our thoughts about cyberpunk 2077 that we weren't able to fit into the cyberpunk 2077 episode and specifically as it relates to the dlc phantom liberty which we have all played through in its entirety so, so join us and
2: grab a few johnny silverhand mm. drinks because we'll certainly be. thank you for some. saying
0: drinks because then it just sounds very good. Gra- <laughs> grab
2: johnny silverhands <laughs> with pleasure hands on his hard body okay so Two thousand years ago, something happened that seemed like absolutely nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody was born. It's a very common event. Yeah. Tradition holds that this event happened in Bethlehem as the fulfillment of a prophecy. And at the supposed site, at the site that is according to a very, very long chain of possession by various church entities, uh, that spot lies basically right there in the middle of town Mm. at the church of the nativity. Mm. This church is uh, a very interesting one in the history of Christendom. You know, the, some of the structure was built by the ancient Romans under Constantine. There are saints that are tied to this place. St. Jerome was believed to have been buried under there, although his remains are no longer in that, in that spot. Uh, When it was built That was still when the Samaritan revolts were still going on. So if it's not the place
0: where the stable was. It's been it's been believed to be such for a very,
2: very long time. And ultimately,
0: these are how traditions and myths work, is that oftentimes the value is in the legend, this tale, the myth more than the thing itself. As Eugene said, the historical ramifications
2: are worthy of consideration. Now, this place is run by a number of different Christians, and you can see uh, problems that arise because of that. There is something referred to as the status quo at the Church of the Nativity, which is that basically nothing can change. There is rather infamously a ladder that is hanging outside of a window that no one can move because you have Syriac Christians you have coptic christians from egypt and ethiopia you have armenian christians you have catholics you have greek orthodox hmm. all of these people occupying different parts of this large stone complex this monastery and church and also pilgrimage site so they're all still living there worshipping there right in bethlehem and as as people who are part of the long history of christendom none of them get along of course
3: Sure. And so
2: any kind of decision that is made uh, is made quite in in quite a difficult fashion. Right. As such, Christmas itself is celebrated at different times for the Western church. Of course, it is December 25th on uh, the Gregorian calendar for the Orthodox. It is December 25th on the Julian calendar, meaning the uh, early in January. Hmm. And in the Armenian tradition, it happens at the
0: end of January. Oh, right, because that's when the wise men supposedly came through or whatever, and they're commemorating I'm, I'm that, not I think. I'm
2: not sure about Could what be. it means for the Armenian tradition, but well, it's just people have different yeah. days that they celebrate this. But the point of the matter is that, as always, with the long tradition of everything, even that predates Christianity, we have these moments, as the song says, in the bleak midwinter, where the value of that time is that we huddle together, protect ourselves from the elements And find community with each other. This year, Christmas celebrations are being put on hold in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is in the West Bank. uh, A place that is officially part of Palestine, but constantly its own sovereignty is being undermined by settlement, by bombardment, by harassment and crime of a state that seems like it is not content at any point to stop growing. We live in a similar state ourselves. We certainly do. One mm-hmm. that, uh, to say it is complicit or enabling even, it doesn't seem to be appropriate. It is the leader of that state. It has created an ally for itself in a part of the world where it has no business being. Mm. And that is by creating a state entity. Right. This is not about the rights of people to have a home. And it is, in fact, against the rights of people to have a home, to have security, to have community Mm -hmm. and to have all of these different Christians who can't get along on where a ladder should go. Canceling Mm -hmm. big events, taking down, not not even erecting the tree uh, in Bethlehem. And just down the street, there is a Lutheran church that was built in the early 19th century. Mm -hmm. They have put up their nativity display and that display has all of their wooden figurines that uh, who knows how old they are little camels wise men and they have set the child not in a manger this year but among broken concrete and rebar and dust Mm. because not very far away from the west bank in gaza there will be Statistically, it's inevitable that there will be a child born on December 25th in the rubble of Gaza who may not make it to the light of morning. And all of this is done with the full support and uh, initiation even by Western Christians who cannot allow even the unity of singular belief in this one historical event to draw people together. And this is the thing that is represented so much by this show, by this entertainment that we talk about, by these things that we grew up in, a total ignorance, uh, a malice, and uh, a violence that is always, always, ignored, suppressed, and obfuscated because the only violence we allow ourselves to recognize as violence is the violence of resistance. And so I want you to go into your Christmases to understand that we are all people together on this one single fragile earth. And all of us deserve to be safe and deserve to live. I'm the worst of all possible Bryans.
3: I'm the worst of all possible
1: AJs. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. See you next week.